This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. In person, thus were might we add, no longer in social distance distance protocols. <laughs> God damn it! Shit. It feels good. It feels really good. We have a makeshift studio space. Uh, there is somewhat of an echo in here, but uh, we'll work on soundproofing later. We want to get this. Uh, we were all people have been sound. dealing with our shitty audio. Also, just gotta say, like our sound is improved and if you're still bitching like go fuck yourself <laughs> it's the best we can do okay that's a swerve on, podcast on a budget if you yeah, want because no one's donated to us if you want yet. better quality that's right fucking donate that's a swerve podcast to tell all of our listeners to go fuck themselves <laughs> that's so the two of you yeah <laughs> or two listeners of today literally Go fuck yourselves. And go fuck yourselves. I'm pretty sure this one of are re-listening to the podcast. <laughs> or me. <laughs> More accurately. Yeah, or Magnum. <laughs> okay. Um, we are back. We are in-house. And we have a mission statement. And that is, we are three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe one obscure topic at a time. So every week we pick a random topic. If you're a new listener and you don't know what the hell we do, pick a random topic we don't really know much about. We research it and then we attempt to discuss it and figure it out on the fly. One important note to mention is we do get drunk while doing this, or at least we try to. But we have some nice beverages going, so I guess we would go around the table and just discuss what we're drinking today. Magnum, want to start us off? Yeah, so I'm still uh, in a cut, so I have white rum water today, switching it up from vodka water. Wow. Wow, very creative. I don't know about being creative, it's about winning. I guess I'm still bulking, because I'm on some Corona beers. You're bulking with a month, a month out left for the competition? That's yeah, so wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am uh, just about to dabble into a Moscow mule. Are you three drinks deep already? <laughs> no, 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 one. There, yeah, but there three. is three open drinks. Yeah, this is like half. Oh, that's for this. Yeah. Okay, got you. All right, well, that's good. Um, Yeah, so as we said... This is our first time back in studio. We are no longer through shitty laptop mics. We have our setup. And we actually have an improved setup, which is nice. Although we still need to work out some kinks and some soundproofing, as you can probably hear through the audio. But 
things are looking up for us and it's moving on, which is really nice. And as we mentioned, moving on, today's topic. That's a good uh, segue. Patterson Gimlin. Good subway there. <laughs> so this is Patterson kind of Gimlin like a big foot. This is almost like a part two from last week, isn't it? From uh, missing 411 in a way. It's a little bit of a continuation. I wouldn't even say it. I would say it's. Uh, it's not a quite a part two, but it's a they play off each other. Distant second removed uncle. Yeah. To that. <laughs> yeah. So a third cousin, four times removed. <laughs> and in some states, you know, that would be uh, that'd be legal. <laughs> That's basically your sister. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you wondering what the hell this topic is, this is called the Patterson Gimlin footage, and this is allegedly the best evidence or video evidence that we have or some of the most famous video evidence of Sasquatch um, or Bigfoot many, or Bigfoot or uh, Gigantopithecus. Bottles. Is that what that fucking word is? Say that again. Gigantopithecus. Gigantopithecus. Yeah. We'll get into that later. Envy, you're the pronunciation guy. Did he get that right? Sure. Sounds good. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> I'm certain I have that one. Correct. Yeah. So I guess in terms of the footage, if you've ever seen any sort of sign, toy, or cartoon, it is loosely based off of this film. I'd say that this is the most famous image ever recorded. For Bigfoot, yeah, this is the most famous. I'm sure everybody's seen it. I'd recommend going on YouTube quickly uh, if you have a moment or a chance and just looking at the patterson Gimlin footage. At first glance, it really, like my first take on it when I saw it, I mean, I saw it a long time ago. Like, I saw it, like, I don't know, when I was, like, maybe 10. I've seen it. Like, a conspirator in, like, a cryptid book at a library. But since then, I've seen the footage so many times. And when I look back at it to do this episode, the first instinct I had was, like, this is just a dude in a suit. Like, I was, like, there's no way that this is just just, not a guy. I remember that picture, too. I've seen it before. And once again, I did not research, so. Um, uh, <laughs> it's funny we just laugh this off. Like, <laughs> it sucks. I can't even like with being back in person now. Kind of the one downfall. I can't even like try and like pretend that I studied. I can't like hide it. Well, can, can I ask? Did you at least look at the video? No. Mm. Can I do it? So, oh, I mean, so we're looking. We're, we're talking about the Patterson Gimlin footage, and you haven't even seen the Patterson Gimlin footage. Well, if it's the film of that, I've seen that before. So well, I was going to mention, like, quickly, in, in, guess, not this in his defense, I've seen this picture and footage before, but I didn't know what it was associated with. I didn't know, like, it was from that Patterson Gimlin film. But then when I actually did the research and dove into it, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Now I can actually put a name to the video that I've seen. Yeah. So it's very, very famous. Uh, like I was saying, like, my first impression was kind of comical. I was like, there's no way this is just a, this is not a dude in a suit. But when I dove into the research, it's actually more nuanced than one might expect. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that. But Well, one of the main things we have to keep in mind is this was shot in like late 60s. 1967. And I guess we'll get to that point, but at that time, the first Planet of the Apes was released. And I guess for argument's sake, they had won an Oscar for their designs of costumes for the apes. And when you put it in comparison, like the Gimlin footage, in comparison to the Oscar-winning film, which was so realistic at that time, 
they look nothing alike. The Patterson Gimlin looks like it's eons. Patterson Gimlin footage looks like something you would see in, in the modern day, like 2017 Planet of the Apes movie. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it does look compelling. and there's, well, yeah, I have It actually is. That is pretty good. That's, we'll a, hot, that's a hot take right there. I have a question because I didn't look into Planet of the Apes. What year was that released? Was it prior to the Patterson Gimlin footage? Uh, I think it was, it was after that. It so was, that, that gives more evidence. Yeah, I believe it was in the same year, but... Okay, same after. year. I'm, I'm going to check right okay. now. Well, I'm going to hop into the basics here so we can get through... Uh, I'm going to watch the video the quickly. Talking. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, so it was released a year later, 68. Okay, so that's interesting. So, essentially, hopping into this basics... Patterson-Gimlin footage, it's an American short video shot of an unknown hominid subject, which has become allegedly known as Bigfoot. This was shot in 1967 in Northern California in a place called Bluff Creek. So for those of you who don't know where Bluff Creek is, it's kind of near Oregon, 38 miles south of Oregon, 19 miles east of the Pacific Ocean. This location actually had a lot of... uh, tracks associated with it so people would be coming through this area and they would see a lot of weird like big foot well <laughs> literally big foot tracks which later were known as tracks for bigfoot so it's kind of a weird sentence to say but now i do want to mention that this isn't specifically just in the u.s there has been sightings of giant hominid species all across the world they're just called different things for example in china and tibet they're the the abominable snowman. Yeah, there's abominable snowman. Yeah, uh, so yetis. Sasquatch, yeah. Bigfoot, Yeti, well, exactly. Just to spin off of that point, I think this episode, like, we're going to go through the Patterson Gimlin footage and focus on it, but it kind of opens up a whole slew yeah. of Sasquatch topics that I think mm-hmm. we'll get into later on. But for now, we'll just focus on, because, like, like you just said, like, that's a yeah. whole topic. If the any history of, you, of this stuff. Like, yeah. If any of you do have, like, topics that you want us to look into, that may be related to this, let us know. We could probably do a full topic on yeah. that. There's like a DNA sequencing thing that these guys did, which would be cool. Even talking about the physiology mm-hmm. and stuff is actually kind of interesting. I've seen so, some physiology videos. It's actually pretty interesting how we'll hop into those one day. Accurate it seemed compared to what they shot here. All right. So I just need to introduce some of the characters here. They're like the main players in this whole fucking story. So this film, it's shot by Roger Patterson. Uh, and this guy named Robert Bob Gimlin. So it was actually Patterson that had the film. Gimlin was with him on this like expedition. So Patterson, he's actually dead. He died of Hodgkin's lymphoma uh, in 1972. So five years after the film, he died of cancer. But he maintained until the day he died that the footage was real. So even okay. on his deathbed, he was like... He took it to his grave. He took it to his grave. Um, Gimlin was largely not recognized like he didn't want to be in the public eye for the most part so like he did he only i think he only did like three interviews until 2005 so from like 1967 to 2005 he only did three interviews right but then after that he actually has been featured in a lot of bigfoot stuff and he's still around kicking he's still alive he's still doing docs he goes to bigfoot conferences uh i mean he's probably a celebrity in that field i would assume yeah being like yeah, original so the, the film itself, it's 23.85 feet long. So it's pretty short film. Mm-hmm. And it, it was filmed on like a tape because right back in the day, they didn't have digital yeah, shit. That was the best thing they had. So they then. literally had a tape 
and it's a total of 954 frames. It runs 59.5 seconds at 16 frames per second. Yeah. Although I should say there's some contention if it is 16 frames per second or if it's 18. Well, and that, I guess that matters for some it cases. It does. But that's people. Because of contention, yeah. um, the family that, the family, the camera that was used to film had four different settings. So it could go at 16, uh, 24, 32, and 64 frames per second. Right. And I guess in the panic when he saw this thing that, at the speed he took it out, he didn't switch the setting, so it was set on 16. That's why it was filmed at 16. But most things at that day were at least 24 or 32, just for higher quality. So in terms of the quality, this is that like for that camera, it's still a lower quality video. But it is really good quality, right? It's good. It also it. makes you it's think. <laughs> makes you think maybe they purposely filmed it at well slower frame. I mean, like because you know Patterson was or Gimlin was probably walking in the suit. Patterson quickly filmed <laughs> Well, we'll hop into that. Um, so yeah, the camera, they actually, or I guess the film, it's called Kodachrome 2 film. And the camera is like an expensive camera. They actually have to rent it to use it. And we'll get into, there's some uh, weird stories that come with that. But it shot October 20th, 1967. So let's just keep that date in mind. So that kind of gets through like the bare bones basics of like what this is. But I think I think we need to talk about the event itself to understand all the, I don't know, like the skeptics with it and like the truth behind it, etc. So I'm just going to hop into like the background basically. So fucking Patterson, he, he was interested in Bigfoot even before the footage. So they were out looking for him when they filmed this or what? It's yeah. even worse than that. Okay. okay. They're, they're... There was a book released prior to that. By these guys? Yeah, read, no, it was released by a different guy. So this, there was an article he read. It's this guy, Ivan T. Sanderson. Yes. It was in True Magazine, and it was 1959. So this is, how many years before that? Is that eight years? Yeah. So eight years before the footage is taken, Patterson comes across this article, and he's like, oh, fuck Bigfoot. He's super interested in it. So he actually, like, does a shitload of research into this, and he writes this book. It's called Do abominable snowmen of america really exist and he self-publishes it 1966 so one year before the film is actually taken he has a book about well essentially bigfoot yeah. so this is kind of like uh so there, yeah. baltic sea stuff where there's potentially clearly so some conflict know, of he la- yes yeah he launches he launched his own uh, research into bigfoot and he would pay everything out of pocket so even all the proceeds he got from that book were put back into research, research funds to look for evidence. Oh, so he wasn't uh, cashing in on this? No, no, he was spending like his life savings. And like, just to quickly mention that. Well, I mean, that suit probably set him back so much money. <laughs> him and his uh, friend were both retired vets, and they uh, were both boxing champions, surprisingly. Oh yeah, actually, I had that in uh, chess boxing champions. Ah <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be so fucking funny. That'd be amazing. That would have. I would have. I think I'd probably. I would have had to. Uh, I don't know. I would have shit a goat or something. <laughs> Whoa! A Judas goat? <laughs> Man, I'm probably busting out all the buttons <laughs> from all the old episodes right now. <laughs> yeah, I would have shit a Judas goat. I, honestly, I wouldn't even be able to really understand reality anymore. I'd be like, it's a simulation. I already think it's a simulation, dude. So many things happen to me all the time that make me believe that. 
this reality is just for me and it's not for anybody else. Oh, we're way off big foot now. Yeah. All right, Patterson. Okay, he's interested in this shit. So like I said, Bluff Creek, there's reports there that there's like tracks that have been reported. So Patterson, he's like, hey, let's fucking go to this place. Let's, uh, you know, let's check it out for ourselves. He, he founds this Northwest Research Foundation. And I guess this funds his expeditions and search for Bigfoot and Sasquatch territory. But this is interesting. This is like really important. So May to June 1967. So remember we said the film was October 20th. So this is yep. May, June. So this is like months before the film. He begins filming a pseudo documentary. Okay. So the documentary is supposed to be like a drama with cowboys. And basically the cowboys are being led by like an old miner and a tracker. And the tracker is Gimlin in a wig. Indian. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's an Indian tracker and that's Gimlin's role. Yeah. And they're on a hunt for Bigfoot. But the premise of the documentary is like it's a drama, but then they have flashbacks to alleged real events. And that's what the documentary is supposed to be. So it's like not quite a documentary, but mm-hmm. it's like it's like a reenactment basically of encounters with Bigfoot. So they had actors, they had cameramen, nine volunteers, and this is including Gimlin and this guy named Bob Hieronymus, which will come up later because he's an important character in this whole story. So here's the thing, May and June, if you're filming a pseudo-documentary about Bigfoot, would you not assume that at some point they had a I fucking think, Bigfoot suit I think for the film? I think therefore we can speculate that Patterson would likely need a Bigfoot costume to shoot certain scenes. Thank you. <laughs> Danny, this would come in handy. It is, I'm reading it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm educating myself as we go here. <laughs> Oh, I feel so betrayed right now. <laughs> For those so of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, in our studio setup, we have a monitor where we display show notes, which is excellent in keeping the conversation going. I'm going to say and I don't think that's a good idea because it might help someone not research at all. <laughs> I mean, well, I we'll think, talk about this after. I mean, I've been getting by without it before, so I mean, this is... We'll talk about this after. We'll talk about this after, but... Um, when they, uh, I guess, the day of the event, when they actually went up there, they went out with the trailer and three horses. Yeah. And it was just Patterson and Gimlin. Yeah, so actually, like, so they're doing this film, like, they're filming shit. But then when October rolls around, it's just Patterson and Gimlin that go out there, allegedly. But it's odd, though. They have three horses. There's only them, though. Yeah, why do you need the third one? To carry the costume. Or carry the guy wearing, or the well, guy in the costume. They said, uh, I think it was Gimlin who put it on. No, no it wasn't they, uh, they set up a camp from where they were shooting and stuff and where they were walking through. So they had a camp, which kind of a base of operations, so the third horse was used for carrying equipment. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, I mean, that's plausible. Yeah, if, if you think to the last week's that's episode, plausible. um, the hunters, like the 411 phenomenon, they had an extra, extra mule to carry stuff. Yeah. Like mules aren't ridden over pack animals. Yeah. And that mule. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's possible, but let's just keep that in mind because it's still interesting. Okay. So let's get into this fucking encounter. So they're out there searching for Bigfoot. They're at that, they have their camp set up. So allegedly between 1.15 and 4 and 1.40 PM, October 20th, 1967, East Bank of Bluff Creek. 
they see this creature crouching beside the creek. And I guess it's to the left of where they were. Behind the tree. So giant I don't, tree everything's so over. specific in that except for the time. Like, why is there such a big gap in time? I, well, three hours. No. One, that's, uh, maybe four. I said it wrong, but 115 to 140, so like 35 minute oh. window of time. Well, I probably misheard you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought you said 115 to like 450. So, the, yeah, the thing is, so they see this. Gimlin says that he was like shocked, like he was like worried and scared at the time. Um, you see this this beast come across the film, like if I'm to describe the film, it looks like a guy in a fucking monkey suit, but like real. And the footage is really, really shaky at first because Patterson is getting off his horse, running after it with the camera, and it's shaking and shit. But then once he gets a good vantage point, he actually gets like a good shot of it and it's clean. And actually you get this famous shot, it's called frame 352 of that 954 frames where the beast looks back. Um, And that's probably what everybody has seen if they've seen a photo of it. It's mid-stride, so it's one hand is in front, one hand is back, and it turns its head and stares at Gimlin and Patterson. So, I mean... I'm just going to go off some estimates quick. We'll get into the data later. But the thing looks like it's six foot six to seven six. Uh, this could be true. It could be a little bit yeah. off. Who knows? But so that's. Gimlin had said that it was six foot six. And yeah. then he later changed it in a different statement to seven foot six. Then experts who looked at the video confirmed that it was probably around six feet. I have some other evidence that it's bigger than that. But we'll get into that later. That's actually pretty good because I was looking at this guy. So basically, you get this large, hairy, bipedal, ape-like figure, but it also has tits. So, it was so a that's female. kind of important. So it's a female, it's a female. Patty, Sasquatch. And is. yeah, it's allegedly, that's the name of it, is Patty. It's what everybody refers to it as. So the, he, he's within, at any given time with this shot, the closest he was, probably around like frame 352, the famous frame. He's probably about 25 feet away. But it at the furthest, so it's 25 to 80 feet away at any given time. Probably when he's off his horse running, he's like 80 feet away. Yeah. When he gets a good vantage and Patty looks back, he's probably about 25 feet away. So it's actually really fucking good film for 1967 tech. Like, yeah, I guess in, in defense of the film, to this day, the film has, has still yet to be discredited. To say it was like forged, yeah. phony, or anything like that. And no, experts who have looked at it, They've even agreed that they can see like muscle tones. They can see specific things that a costume could not show. Oh yeah, we'll get into the fucking. I have some good, like pro stuff for the video. So that's that's a good point. Um, so this is kind of interesting because apparently the horses were like scared when they sensed the figure, and that's important in the story later. Yeah. Because some skeptics say that that wasn't possible. But they said that the horses were scared. And the other thing, too, like, you have to think, it took Patterson time to get off the horse. So they, he estimated, like, 20 seconds. So, like, some people say, like, well, like what the fuck's with the film? Like, why is it all yeah. shaky and shit? And, like, why? It's like, get to get off the horse well, and, like, get there. Patterson said that his horse reared up. And that was before he got off the horse that had reared up. And... There were some discrepancies in Patterson and Gimlin's recount right. of the situation. Because Gimlin had said that it had reared up, but not immediately. It was later after Patterson started running after it. 
So there was like discrepancies in their stories in terms of that, but yeah, that's yeah. that's true. But again, Patterson's explanation was the reason it took him so long to get off the horse was it had reared up and he was trying to calm the horse to so get off it safely and get a good shot of the. I mean, that's that's all reasonable. In my opinion, like I think that's Bigfoot, Sasquatch. You know, it's hard to get off a horse. Patty, is it Patty? Patty? Patty. 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 Yeah, it's got some Patty 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 Patty. Patty. Yeah, we'll talk about that. There's big some cool bitties, hey? yeah. that. All right, so uh, yeah, I guess so. Hey, look at that. <laughs> so the thing is, like, the figure it kind of disappears later in the film. So after it looks back, it kind of walks away, but then it does reappear for a final 15 seconds in the distance. And honestly, like, if you look at the videos, a lot of that, the last sequence is usually missing. People don't even have it in the film. I never saw the second second sequence. Yeah, he disappears and then comes back. Or I guess Patty disappears and comes back. But right. Yeah, so it's, the whole film is, it comes out of the trees. Uh, he runs up, it's super fucking shaky, gets a good fucking vantage point on it. It looks back, and it looks, like, pissed off, honestly. And then it keeps walking gets out of sight for a bit, and then reappears. And the whole thing is a minute, like 59.5 seconds. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, they tried to track it. So for about, I guess, three miles, and for Canadian listeners, 4.8 kilometers. I guess for the rest of the world listeners, 4.8 yeah. kilometers. No kidding. Uh, but they, they did lose it. So interesting, though, they were, they did try to corroborate their story by quickly trying to get plasters of the the footprints and they yeah. did they did get two plaster casts of the beast in that location yeah. so there was multiple footprints but they took the two best footprints they could find the left and right foot yeah. so they could get the most accurate yeah plaster. and i think like we said before we'll probably have like a bigfoot series and just we could do a whole episode on footprints because it's crazy the science that goes into this hmm. it's it's nuts okay so they did get that so immediately after this is kind of just getting into the story about what happened so they see the bigfoot they get the film and they're probably freaking out um assuming that this is real they're like hey we need to get a copy of this somewhere uh we need to get this film like developed because this is super important so this is 6 30 now so i guess what is that? Let's just say five hours after the encounter. So they tried tracking it for a bit. Mm -hmm. They lost it. They immediately go to this uh, variety store that's kind of uh, near the Bluff Creek camps, and they ship the film to Patterson's brother-in-law, and he's told to go develop it. So then nine o'clock hits. This is like three hours after they ship it. They contact the press. They're like, "There's this place nearby, Eureka." They're like, "Hey, They're really maximize." They tell the story. Um, yeah, just be careful. Um, and so that's like the Time Standard newspaper is the first press that hears of the story, essentially. So like, yeah. that's where the story's out. They go back to the campsite at midnight, and they're like, we need to find more evidence, but it's like it's midnight, so what are you going to do? So <laughs> they also had a, a rainstorm that came in. Yeah, so, I was so they had uh, taken boxes and other things and try to put it over the footprint to preserve yeah, them. Bark and shit. But yeah, mm -hmm. like the box just like melted away from the water absorption, but then they put bark and other sticks and stuff over it to protect them. 
but again, it didn't work out very well. Yeah, they, they did. Try. So it was good they got those prints beforehand because there was a storm that happened. And that's like when they went back to the campsite. So this is like midnight to like 5.30 a.m. They decide they're like, the storm is so bad. They tried to save the prints, but they're like, we need to get the fuck out of here because we might not be able to exit is how we got in. And when they go back, it's actually... Of course the storm was coming, hey, see, this is... Well, it's like missing 411. There's always a storm. Always a storm, yeah. The storm brewing. So... These they... are kind of gross, eh? <laughs> it's kind of growing on me. Cheers. I think we should cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Now that we can. <laughs> yeah, we should have cheers earlier. We did what we were setting up. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing all the work. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> So some people do actually support the video in terms of its authenticity on the fact that Patterson and Gimlin went and told someone about their story right away and they contacted a newspaper and their brother and shipped the footage. It helps their story. So that helps their story amongst other things that discredit it. But there's pros and cons which we will go over. But the thing is, this is interesting. When they were trying to, so the storm was this bad. So like they, like I said, they're like, let's stop trying to find evidence because we might not be able to get out of here. Their entrance was completely blocked by a mudslide, so they had to take a different route out. And then they they slip off the shoulder of like the mountain or whatever they're on, and their truck gets like stuck. So they actually they had to steal a front end loader to like pull it out and get out of there. That's how bad the storm was. So do you want to say that... Where do they get a front-end loader from? <laughs> I don't know. It must have just been nearby. If, if our listeners do, look at the, do go up and look at the video, you'll see at some point that the creature is behind a giant tree. Now, in this area that they were looking in, it's very common to have flash floods from rainfall and stuff. So that tree was actually knocked over by a flash flood previously, I think, a few weeks beforehand. Okay. Um so yeah, yeah, that's why the tree is there. Totally. So again, that goes in supporting their story of the storm and possibly having their exit. How do you um, know it was the disabled? How do you know it's from a flash flood? Uh, it mentions and the, there's at 16, corroborating at 16 frames per second. I don't know. Oh yeah. no, so it doesn't <laughs> show the flash flood, but it's saying that the previous to that, like a few weeks before they even went out there, there was flash flood. Which knocked over several trees. What if uh, what if Patty field. knocked it down? You have to be pretty maybe, strong. Though. Maybe Patty I think it, I think a, a Sasquatch could knock some shit down. Can we say a big trees. tree? Not that tree. Not you're talking about the tree, like the palm yeah. tree in the film. Yeah. No, not that, but like Bigfoot could fuck some shit up. Like you can't really do it. It's not like a bear. Assuming it's real. I mean, a man bear big. This is like a man it's, and a bear. I think it's kind of. I think well, I don't know. Mandrake they probably the best. Probably strong. If it does exist, it's probably strong in a grill, and a grill it can lift fourteen times its own body weight or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. I know orangutans like rip people's arms off. Yeah. They're like small little fucking fat orange. They're not small. An orangutan. They're pretty big. Not really. What's pretty big? Orangutans are like probably your size. No, not taller. Dude, they're like they're like three. Three, four feet high. So, no. so about your height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I am good. I am good. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about some of the aftermath after this encounter. Anything? Let's talk about the skeptics and the pro 
in your videos. Let's get into it! So, a lot of scientists weren't interested in even seeing the film. Um, you know, some were intrigued, but some weren't. They presented... They're like, no, Gimlin, we don't want to see you dress up in your fuzzy costume. <laughs> well, that's again. honestly like what a lot of it is. They presented at okay. seven showings. Vancouver, Manhattan, the Bronx, uh, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Washington, D.C. again, and Beaverton. They also go to Europe, England, Finland, Sweden, Switzerland, and also uh, they go to Russia too. Butter Russia. You know, Russians have those butterfly moments. Yetis. Yeah, yeah. So they're showing their shit. BBC uses the footage in a docudrama that's made in collaboration with Patterson. So this is interesting because from the original documentary that I talked about, that pseudo doc with the cowboys, they use footage from that to make the BBC doc. So this is not good. Royalties. This is not good to me in supporting Patterson's case because it just means you have so much incentive to stage something because look at all the publicity he got from this and how he financially benefited. His documentaries getting published, um, you know, there's probably royalties associated with it. So... The financial conflict of interest is real here, and this kind of solidifies it right here. You know. Well, of course, the financial interest is huge. But it would have been better. But wasn't if it he wasn't. not? Wasn't he not pocketing it? Didn't we discuss that earlier? Um. So in, initially, initially, before no. the footage, yeah, he wasn't pocketing. Oh, anything. before the everything footage. he made, including from his book, which was released before the footage, he ended up putting back into research and trying to locate oh but now he had the video now he's but afterwards now he's yeah he's on his afterwards that's fair legendary so yeah profit it goes hand in hand with it yeah that's the thing so um he does some more shit like he becomes on like mainstream tv because of the film so like i mean these names don't mean anything to a lot of us but like joe pine was huge merv griffin show was huge joey bishop had a talk show and then johnny carson's tonight show he was like uh you know we have jimmy fallon and there was like jay leno before that and then before him was johnny carson so like he's on all the major talk shows big shit he probably got laid a shit ton those furries that's probably how it started was that (laughs) this video (laughs) actually that's interesting yeah no kidding i wonder interesting furry fuckers (laughs) furry fuckers huh I wonder if he got laid from this. The swerve. Here first. I don't think he did, though. You don't think some no. crazy-ass piece, like, hippie woman wouldn't fuck his brains out when he's, like, he has a celebrity in that, no, in that he has genre? The costume. He just puts it on. I don't know. I I think he got at least at least a blowjob. At least, at least like a few one, handies here like and there. One? Gimlin, Gimlin gives him a quick handy. <laughs> and that's why he wasn't on any public interviews until Patterson died. <laughs> He's like, I can't let that get out then. <laughs> Patterson's like, Gimlin's like, that's clearly Bob Hieronymus in a monkey suit. Patterson's like, just shut up. Just shut up. I like that you brought up Bob Hieronymus. I don't want to get into him yet. There's too much Bob Hieronymus. I just, okay, so more articles. These appear National Wildlife Magazine, Reader's Digest, and Argosy. So 
he's getting fucking known everywhere. He sells rights to several parties. And this is okay, this kind of gets um interesting here. It kind of what do you say, discredits his credibility. Because he's selling these rights to all these different parties and they're trying to distribute things, but he because he sold it to all these different parties, there's like a whole lawsuit that happens. So like basically to me, it's like he's like how many people can I sell this to? I said I'd give you the rights. Right. Hey, fuck that. I'm going to sell you the rights as well. I'll sell you the rights. I'll sell you the rights. I'll sell you the rights. And they're all thinking they have the rights, but there's like, I don't know how many. Like, I, I don't know how many people he sold it to, but there's a fuckload. And there was a, there was a thing that happened because of it. So he sold this video to everyone. Duh. To everyone. Well, Duh. not only did he sell the video, he sold the rights to the video, which is worthy of sure. But how do you sell the right? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just weird. Like, yeah. So there's a lawsuit on that, but this was even worse. This kind of also discredits his credibility. Like I said, this camera was fucking expensive. So he rents, he rented the video camera from a guy named Harold Matson, the camera shop owner in Yakima. And apparently Yakima. he rented the camera longer than they had agreed on. So there was an arrest warrant issued for Patterson. Cause this is an expensive camera. It's not just some bullshit. Like, honestly, even today, like, look how good the footage was in 1967. Yeah. It still holds up today. So, a typical film so, camera can go up to $100,000, if not more. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it's like, he's like, I need to arrest this guy. Yeah. So, October 17th, which is interesting, there's an arrest warrant for him, but the film is done on the 20th. So, to me, also, that kind of, like, makes me think, like, maybe they were running, like, it takes away from the story a little bit, because it's like, okay, if you have an arrest warrant for you on the 17th, that means you probably have to return the camera yeah. on like the 10th. Definitely. The guy gave you like a week wiggle room and he's like, I still have my fucking camera. Call up the police. So Patterson's now like freaking out. He's like, we got to get the footage done now. So yeah. October 20th, mm -hmm. they just get so the time crunch. Yeah. Then... So it was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So it's interesting. Um, but ultimately like uh, supporters of Patterson will be like, you know, he, he was actually arrested with this when he returned from Bluff Creek, but the charges are dismissed. So proponents are like, oh, it wasn't that big a deal. It doesn't really mean anything. The charges were dismissed. But like, I think just given the time, at least based on my research, it just seems odd how that timing worked out. You know yeah. what I mean? So let's, let's keep that in mind. All right. Do you want to talk about skeptics before we get into pros? So you want to get cons first? And then I, want to, I want to do cons first. Okay, sure. Fun. So, so okay, discussing the cons, uh, there was quite a few things that end up discrediting the video. So first, we already discussed, which was the frames. So typically, the videos in that they were shot at a higher frame rate. This one's at a 16, so that was that was iffy. But it, uh, Patterson did say that in in the midst of getting off the horse and kind of trying to get the footage out, he really didn't even look at the adjusting nodule, which was set to 16 to increase the frame rate, which would have yeah, been resulted like, in a... Yeah, he was panicking, right? So, yeah. So it would have resulted in a much better, higher quality video if he had. Uh, second thing, as soon as they had shot the footage and they went back to town, another con is that when they were describing the story to the brother and the shop owner and the news, their stories did not coincide. And the main points who didn't didn't like coincide was 
the horses. Patterson said his horse had veered up, sat it down before he even approached it, before they noticed it. I'm guessing that was like a sixth sense type of thing. And then Gimlin says that the horse had veered up after he was off the horse because it was scared and he was running towards it. So there's discrepancies within their stories that they didn't line up. Mm-hmm. So some people believe that's a good thing because it seems like more authentic that they maybe had planned out. But others are saying that it was such a big event, like something that could break history. You'd think people would remember things pretty accurately. I think they'd be a little more on it, weren't they? They're looking for him. Yeah, or and her. they've spent years researching. So I think that, that camera would have just been rolling, like just ready to rock. Uh, uh, I don't think you have enough film. Oh yeah, I guess that's the thing. Yeah. They did you rock that. Yeah. You got to think about that. It's the '60s, <laughs> and they did do all their own investments before making a big act of footage. So that was I don't, I, well, here's the thing. I don't think, first of all. It's a good argument to say um, that just because someone doesn't remember something fully, that it's that means it's discreditable. Oh, like no. eyewitness, well, I'm just pushing back on the whoever the skeptics are saying because even in eyewitness testimonies, like you're gonna get people get it wrong all the fucking time. Like there's so yeah. many cases. Like yeah. in a court of law, eyewitness testimony is not that good. Like it doesn't mean much because there's study after study that show even if you see the killer or you see the criminal you get it wrong and actually there's one time just to push on that in this class i was taking where the professor she uh she showed us a video and we didn't know this was going to happen in the video this guy was like giving a lecture mid-video this guy comes in and shoots him and then exits the room we didn't even know this was like we were part of an experiment at the time. After that, they show us all the they show us like a line of people and it's like who do you think was the killer? And like we were like, most people are wrong. It's like not better than chance. Like you literally saw the person come in and shoot the person. And it's like basic shit. It's like a line of people, it's like who do you think it is? And then it's even simpler stuff. It's like, was he wearing a t shirt? And it's like, yeah. you're wrong. He wasn't. He had like a like a button-up polo thing. Yeah. And like, everybody's wrong. So what I'm saying is like, for them to be like, oh, they didn't get the correct memory perfect. It's like, well, no one does. Yeah. It's not yeah. possible. It, there was that a, stuff is pretty hard to do, though. Yeah. Like, there was that video of like the classroom. Like, people are doing something and that gorilla walks in and then it walks off. And like, you just see the gorilla. It's like, what fucking gorilla? And then you go back and look at it, yeah, there's a really gorilla in the room at some point, but you were so focused mm-hmm. on one point that you didn't see like any of the it's peripheral vision other than what you were solely yeah. focused on. Well, yeah, and then just like the small details you always miss out on but, too, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but again, just in, again, support of the, I guess, the con, they weren't really picking anyone and like identifying facial expressions or anything like that or what they were wearing, they were identifying events that transpired and what order. But they saw Bigfoot, they said. They both agree, yes. Oh, they and they, or to this day, yeah. Gimlin still says that it is Bigfoot. Yeah, he's still... Oh, Gimlin was the eyewitness. Is that what you're saying? No, Patterson and Gimlin were both there. Yeah, okay. But Patterson's dead and Gimlin is still alive. And yeah. Patterson even agreed that it was authentic footage. To his death. To his but death. Yeah, to his death. Of course he would. He has no reason not to. 
So there's uh, this other guy, Greg Wong. I guess he's a skeptic of a lot of this. He tries to discredit Patterson's credibility. So I guess there's a lot of people that deal financially with Patterson. Uh, and they actually like collectively sued him. So there's a bunch of like small local creditors. This is over the rights for the footage? No, this is probably, I don't know what this is for specifically, but they did collectively sue him because I guess he borrowed money from a bunch of people and never paid oh, that. Oh, I see. So they're all like, we have, so this guy, Greg Long, he's bringing up like, you know, he's like, is Patterson a guy of integrity? And I guess it's hard to say based on, you know, he took a bunch of money, never paid it back. Um, there's another loan he made, this person, Vilma Radford. Maybe another reason why he had to get this film going. He yeah. All these people money, he needs to start making some cash. Yeah, I another... guess he took money from her. He never paid her back. And then even Gimlin, this is actually a good point. Even Gimlin, he was supposed to get like one third of the shares of the film. And he never did. Like Patterson never paid him. He had to do a lawsuit, which was settled in 1976. He ended up winning it. He did get his one third, but Patterson wasn't even paying him. So basically this Greg, this, what's his name? Greg Wong, he's saying like, there's three instances where Patterson is like so kind of fucking kid, around. He's just kind of a dick. Yeah. Based on that. Also, one of the biggest contributing factors was Bob Hieronymus, who in 2000. You want to talk about Bob? Yeah. Okay. So, May 17, 2005, Bob Hieronymus goes on live television, takes a polygraph, a lie detector test, and says that he was the person in the costume that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gimlin film. Yeah. And so I guess first off, he did pass the lie detector test. But let's caveat that quick. Patterson also took a polygraph test yeah. when he was alive, and he did pass it. So he passed it as well. Also, though, those tests aren't very accurate. So I uh, yeah. The suit used and what was seen in the film. It's of different quality. The film is still better quality than the suit that they had. And what you have to look at is, this is in 2005. The footage was shot in 67, and in 2005 they they uh, released the suit. They're like, this is the suit that was used. So obviously by then they have more technological advancements to make it even look more authentic. But even though they did, it's 30 years later. 30 years later, but even still they did not have the proper muscular tone that could be seen in the video, which, for example, if a human was walking, like if you're moving your arm, you can see like the tricep, bicep, where they connect. Well, yeah, we'll get into the muscle stuff because I, I, that can go either way for me. But I guess like Hieronymus, okay, so number one, like I said, I mentioned Hieronymus's name already early. He was a part of the crew when they were filming the pseudo documentary. Okay. So he was a part of that already. So it makes sense. Him coming forward makes sense because he was already yeah. part of a film for a pseudo Bigfoot documentary that so Patterson was shooting. He came out so, or came forward, right. so he was already part of it. It was very late, but the thing is, I guess his mom and his nephew that they claim to have seen the ape suit in Hieronymus's car, um, and they also say they saw the suit two days before the film. So there's, I mean, people can push back on that, but that's just what that's the, the information says uh also russ 
Bohannon, a longtime friend of Hieronymus, he said Bohannon. Bob Hieronymus told him that it was a hoax in a private conversation in 1968 or 1969. So that's like some more evidence. Um, but the thing is, I don't know, like, okay, I watched Bob Hieronymus, I watched that interview, and this is something, okay, one of the main things about the film is the gait of Patty. The Bigfoot has a certain gait when it's walking, and what it does, it moves its back foot so it's it's like perpendicular to the ground. So it's 80 degrees, it's like 180 degrees like this. I guess our listeners right. can't see what I'm doing, but it's like picture that's your foot. It's not like this. It's like so. This. It's not flat. It's all it's so instead of being like flat on the uh, on the floor, it's actually pointing down at the floor. Basically. Yeah, it's a, it's like a T. Humans don't walk like that. If you walk, like, our feet go like this. Like, think, think, think if there's just, like, a ledge on, like, a little lip on a sidewalk, like, this big. You hit it with your foot because you're, that's just how you walk. Patty's gait is more like, like, like it's, I don't know, like, it's, like, adapted to, like, walk over shit. So its foot yeah. goes like this. So even for us humans, at the center of our foot, we have this, like, arch which allows us to bend our foot. So if you were to walk at an 80, you would basically be walking your tippy toes. Whereas this... Yeah, that's the thing, yeah. You can imitate the gait, like people yeah. do, but the, the whole thing is most people don't walk like that. But here's the thing, when I watched the interview with Bob Hieronymus, he starts walking around like Bigfoot. He's like, this is my Bigfoot walk. And it looks really fucking close. He's... It looks really close. Like, he does get that 180 thing going on. And he's a big guy. So to yeah. me, that's kind of credible in his sense because he what he imitated it quite well where others have completely failed. And we'll get into that when we get into the pros. So that's one thing that I want to mention. But what makes it weird, the suit. The fucking suit. So the thing is, allegedly there's this guy named Morris. That's where Patterson bought the suit. He bought it from this guy named Morris. I don't know more about it, but... Okay, so there's a lot of discrepancies between what Morris says about the suit and what Bob Hieronymus says about the suit. So Bob says he's like, it was made of horse hide. Morris says that it's made of dino, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> okay? I guess the suit was $435. Patterson never paid it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a big IOU. Yeah, probably. That was funny to be one of the These are better than money. It's an IOU. <laughs> yeah. Or you just suck the dick. Suck so the dick. Um, That's a suit. What are you saying? Oh, I just have a picture of the suit when Ron was talking in the suit. Oh, on the BBC document. Yeah. Yeah, no, that suit looks completely different. But so what I'm saying is the suit was $435. And to me, a suit of the caliber that you see in the video, it would be more than that. Like, you're not going to buy an ape suit for $435. In the and 60s, I, though? And I realize, 60s. no, I understand that, oh, okay. but even still, I don't think so. Like, no, really, like, do the conversion. It's, it's... Have you done it? I did, but not on the top of my head. I don't know the number. Right. It's not ridiculous. Like, to me, that seems kind of cheap for a suit of inflation. So here's the other thing. Hieronymus says that the top, that there was two pieces of the suit. There was a top and a bottom. So it's about $523 in 1967. What are you saying? It should be more. $467? $435. No, you have $435. $435 in 1967. 
You got sixty-seven dollars there, but yeah. So that's about. Ends up being like a hundred dollars more though. Go to the top. I think I think it's more than that. Actually, yeah, you still have to always go in there. I think it should it should be more than that, but it's still not like ridiculous. Three thousand three hundred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's three thousand three hundred forty-six dollars. That's no, you're getting a good fucking suit for that. No. Because no. no, because I can show you right now. There's like um, there's masks that are like twenty-five hundred dollars present day. Just a mask. You get like a, it's like an old person mask. It's like twenty-five hundred bucks. So a suit. I think it's like a suit. It's a monkey suit. Yeah, but I'm saying with tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the suit should be more expensive than that if it was indeed a suit because it's good quality. And I know what good like good quality now. Like I don't even know what a suit like that would cost now. I can tell you right now. You should have looked into that. Um, but it, I'm sure it's more than three grand. Envy's on it. Because you can get a mask. So if you look like at the Marvel movies, some of those su- suits, like the Batman suit. Was a hundred thousand. The Captain America yeah, suit was two hundred twenty-eight thousand. That's what I'm saying. Like, so all of the budget expensive. by around thirty thousand. But still, that's like Black Panther was three hundred thousand for that suit. That's insane. Okay, listen. What I'm so my whole point is four hundred thirty-five dollars for a monkey suit in 1967. It's still relatively cheap. Like you wouldn't be getting you wouldn't be getting a qual like okay picture what you saw in the film. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get that. Like the muscle definition. The... Yes, the face. The you see his eyes and shit. Like you're not gonna get that for four hundred thirty-five bucks, even if it was equivalent to three grand. It's a more. It would be a more expensive, right. in my opinion. That's just one thing. So, like I was trying to say, Hieronymus, he said the suit had a top and bottom, so like a shirt and pants type setup. But Morris, he says. The suit that he sold them had a zipper in the back. So there's a discrepancy there. Okay. So something's wrong already. The other thing, Hieronymus said that the suit had the hands and the feet attached to the suit. So he'd slide into them. Whereas the suit Morris sold, you didn't slide into them. You went into the suit and then you took like gloves and shit and like shoe, like ape shoe things and put them on. So there's already a discrepancy there. So like, their stories of the suit don't not match. Enough. So, yeah. like I said, Hieronymus passes polygraph test. He looks like he can walk like the ape. Like he imitated it really well, at least when I looked at it. But then the suit stories don't match up. So, like, what's going on? Well, you know, polygraph test is you can. Isn't it the you put a, a tack in your shoe or something like that and you. You step on know. it or something like that? Isn't that like a thing? I don't know. I have no I'm idea. pretty sure that's how you beat the polygraph test. I think if you just believe what you're saying, like you'll also beat it. Yeah, maybe you're just yeah, if you're just a genuine just liar. Pathological liar. <laughs> yeah, if you could probably pass that. Like our uh, dear departed friend probably would have beat any lie detector. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely have Lamborghinis buried under his house. <laughs> <laughs> so the Bob Ronis story is interesting. But it's it's hard. There's it's not 100% believable, in my opinion. There's there's discrepancies with it, but it is right. interesting. It's also interesting that he was just there for the filming, like he was there when they were filming, like not the Patterson footage. But he was there when they were filming the doc, 
Yeah. Like, so. So he, maybe he just got upset because Patterson never paid him. He's like, fuck this guy. I'm going to discredit well, him. Well, I guess the other thing, too, is possible that he did have a monkey suit, and everybody that says he had a monkey suit, he did have a monkey suit. But maybe that monkey suit was for the film, and then they actually saw Bigfoot, and it had nothing to do with the suit. So he, Bob Rogers was probably being filmed in a suit for the so film. So he had the lockdown. For the documentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean, you know, that he was the one filmed in that film. Yeah. That you can't say that yet. Yes. I mean, there are pros and cons. That's kind of what we're going to look at. But it is, it is interesting. Okay, so I had a couple other things that I just wanted to throw in. So we did say that the horses were bucking and shit. I read somewhere that whoever was the owner of those horses said that they do not jump or buck. So it kind of added to the inconsistent story. But I think if a big ape thing came out... Remember pink. Yeah. <laughs> well, in their, story, in their story, Patterson's, Patterson said that his horse bucked, and Gimlin said it bucked, but at a different time than Patterson said. But then when, Pat, when uh, Gimlin, sorry, followed the thing, he followed it with his horse, and at no point did the horse buck. It was only Patterson's horse that bucked. So there is that too. Okay. Well, another another point, a lot of, so there's like people that are experts in chimpanzees and shit, and they say like hairy breasts aren't up, aren't up, uh, it's not normal. So they're like, the fact that it had hairy breasts is kind of odd. That might argue that it is, you know, it might be evidence against the authenticity of it. There's also something about the sagittal crest only being occasionally seen. I didn't quite understand that, but I guess I guess the saddle crest is, is hard to make out or something. Um, Why does that matter? Like, what the fuck is that? Well, because if it was, <laughs> if it was real, I guess you would see it. See, what is that? I don't know. I'm the just reporting the facts. The sagittal crest. Yes. So, like, it's ball sack or something like that? No. <laughs> I think it might be the back. Something on the back, probably. Uh... Okay, so this guy, Bernard Havelman, he's a zoologist. It's like that little, almost block you out on your head. It's like, it looks like a fucking mohawk, but it's made of bone. Okay, well, to me, that's... How did you see that when there's hair all over the place? It's a ridge of bone running lengthwise along the midline the top of the skull. The sagittal suture of any mammalian and reptilian skulls among others the presence of this rigid bone indicates that there are exceptionally strong jaw muscles okay well to me i don't really know why i don't understand the anatomy of primates enough to really understand why that's important but that's what they say the experts say that you should see that they're like presented or something but to me i don't know this other guy like i was saying Bernard Havelmans, he's the father of cryptozoology, apparently. He says the hair, pull, the hair pattern is too uniform. So, right, if it was a suit, you would expect a uniform pattern because it would just be like fake hair embedded in a, you know, fabric. Right. So that's what you would expect. Uh, so he's like, well, because it's so uniform, I don't think it would be a real creature. And then he also says, like, the hair on the breast is not likely. So, like, the prior thing I just said, he also agrees with that. Another one, you can't see its butt crack. It's very insufficiently separated. But when we get into the pros, 
there's some enhanced footage that would go against that, but that's just what he's saying. But you don't right. see this, so it kind of looks like a suit. The other thing, the fact that the creature like didn't run away, uh, right. especially if someone's running after it with a camera, is interesting. No, fucking worse. But, <laughs> but to me, to me, that's not the best explanation. Because if you like, say you saw a bear and you started running at the bear, is the bear gonna run away? The bear? Yeah. A grizzly bear. No, they stand their ground, don't they? No, so there's a... Okay, you're gonna ch- you charge a bear next time you see it. Let me know how that goes. Look at, <laughs> before you start getting defensive, look at videos oh. on YouTube. There's people approaching a bear. Death no, like bears? There's people who's... There's bears in their backyard. They open the door, the bear hears it and sprints away. No, that can't happen. I... I okay. Like, in, in 90% saying, of the videos I've seen on YouTube, I'm not the bear saying, runs. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying if you see a bear looking at you... Bendy, you're wrong. Look, look at this. Does this bear look like That's a different? trained bear. You're telling me there's a guy punching a bear in the gut? Like, there's no way those aren't trained bears. Look at that bear. He's boxing. It's like Mike Tyson Listen, of bears. We're, we're, being, we're being ridiculous on <laughs> our... <laughs> Even okay, even you're pushing back on the bear. I think that's it. Doesn't even make sense because let's just say the bear is a bad example. I think it still works. But let's go to a lion. Let's, a lion. I'm talking about a lion. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about like predators. I'm saying like the Bigfoot is a predator. There's no way. Do we know this? Yeah, it's a fucking prime. Well, you can infer it. Okay. You can you can infer that like it's probably you know related. It's a prime. So we're saying it's a similar to a gorilla. It's similar to a gorilla. Um, but King Kong, King Kong, gorillas ain't got nothing on me. They kill shit. They're not meat eaters. They don't eat meat, though. Yes, they do. Gorillas? I'm certain. No, they eat vegetables. No, I think they kill shit and eat it, too. We should check our facts, but I'm pretty certain. I don't know. But, uh, okay, so lions. So what I'm saying is, if you were to run at a lion, like the, he's saying, because the Bigfoot didn't run away, it's basically. It says uh, gorillas typically eat vegetation, but they are omnivorous, although they don't eat meat often. There you go. They kill shit. They're a pretty aggressive yeah. animal. Okay, go with your point then. If you char- charge a gorilla, what's going to happen? Okay, gorillas are gonna run away. Gorillas are different. No, and a bigfoot. Gorillas won't run away. You know what about bigfoot? Gorillas will fuck you up. Okay, so you run. I'm saying some animals will will run, some won't. I don't know about lions. I'm seeing enough. Say you run a tiger, a wild tiger. Say you run a a wild. But you're taking. Say I'm just saying. Because you're pushing back. You're saying you're saying running at an animal. You're like, oh, it wouldn't run. It should run away. I'm saying. Okay, so so let's take primates for example. Gorillas won't run. You charge a chimpanzee or anything like that. It's gonna run. You don't know that. Chimpanzees fuck shit up. They do fuck shit up, but they'll run. Same like an orangutan. So it's a fight or flight instinct, right? No, but they might not. They might just fuck you up because they know they can. Okay. They don't know. So we can say that all animals on Earth have a fight or flight instinct. Correct. This This is yes. Okay. So. But more than fight likely, fight, that that did neither. It didn't run. It didn't fight. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. But no. But you, I think that's a bit of a stretch too, because a bunny is more likely to run away than a gorilla. <laughs> yeah. It's a prey. It's a prey. Yeah. Animal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Fight or flight. So okay. What are you saying? Prey runs. What are you saying? Predator fights. You think it should have run away? 
My whole point is, it, well, I think it makes perfect sense that it was calm in the situation. Was it, was, it was the, it's the, a the apex predator in the situation. Okay. So in the apex predator, you have a horse rearing on its hind legs. It's going to be neighing loud. Like, it's loud shit. That's aggression. Like, th- th- that's aggression thing. You have a person running towards it, and you're telling me it's going to walk instead yeah, of run or attack? Yeah, it's a foot. No. It's an eight-foot monkey. It's, yeah, what I, it's, that's my, huge. my whole point is, my whole point is, I just don't think it's, you know that, I, don't that think, video? I don't see why it should have retreated. You've seen the like video of the lady with the largest boobs ever, just crushes the cans and water. No. That, that patty could like do that with your head. Patty. I've not seen that, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> anything thinking. I've ever seen to make me believe that is it either fights or runs. It doesn't no, that's not observe true. you as you're sprinting towards it. You're, that's not true though. That's totally. That's like the worst logic ever. You're like, oh, there's only a flight and fight pattern. So every time something comes across the situation, it must fight or flight. That's no, not true. So if, if Patterson or just tell me what you think. Where I'm fucking you? telling you what I, I think. think. Agree with that. If Patterson was walking towards it, yeah, it would have no reason to run or attack Patterson in return. Patterson's sprinting at it. They're shouting. There's fucking horses neighing and jumping up and shit. You don't think that's aggression? Yeah, I think the animal would still just walk normally away. Because it, no, I agree that that's aggression, but I think it doesn't care. It's like, okay, I'll just fuck this shit up. I'm just gonna keep walking. That's my point. I, 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 he's saying it should have retreated, and I'm saying I don't agree that that makes sense to me because it's a if it is a bigfoot, it's a bigfoot. It's like it doesn't care. It's just like I'll just yeah. Well, we're we're relating it to primates. And gorillas, and sure. many of those will show some sort of domination in return. Right. Like gorillas start beating their chest as soon as you can hear them. They're showing aggression. They're showing de- like defenses. And you're not. You're just approaching it slowly. But, but it could be calm. It could calm too. I don't. I don't know. I don't study the behavior of these things. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I'm not saying I'm an expert either. But it's just what I've seen from Discovery Channel. So I'm basing my information <laughs> on. <laughs> I just. I don't think it made. I don't think it needed to retreat. I think it's. Acting calm makes sense to me because it's probably an apex predator in that uh, terrain. So it's like, mm. you know, it's just like whatever. You, you know, could like, argue that more people would have seen and there would be much better footage than if they wasn't afraid of humans. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's fair. What's the point? So if it's not afraid of humans, if it's the apex predator in its own mind, as you're saying, then there's no reason that there wouldn't be better footage or something's high definition because it wouldn't avoid humans and it would just walk past and go, fuck you, bitch. That's, I'm, I'm the the whole assumption on that, though, is that Bigfoot is real. Yes. So but you're <laughs> arguing that it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, your entire so argument is yours. That, it, that it was. <laughs> no, my argument is... My, my, okay, we are getting off tangent. I have one thing I'm Fuck saying. it, we swore. I'm saying... To me, it doesn't need to run away when it sees a human or a horse or something or a human running at it. But assuming it's real. Assuming it's real. (laughs) So in the same assumption, your own assumption, then if there's there's no like question why there aren't better videos and why no 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 no, 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 because in order for there to be better, let's just say there's in order for there to be more videos. Yeah. Like you would need more of the animal. But it's not afraid of humans, so you think that because. Obviously, like this place where it was viewed has become a popular tourist destination. People will go there, and there's bikers that go there, and they go on even further journeys than 
Patterson and Gimlin went, and no one's ever seen it since. They've seen like footprints, yeah. but no one's ever seen it since. And you tell me that within those thirty years, no one this can is, see this a is what you're saying. You're saying, you're saying that the, why, if it's not afraid of humans, uh, why wouldn't we see more of it? Because because if it's not afraid, it should be there should be more encounters, or like an attack or something, yeah. right? If I see apex predator, like you're saying, especially because wasn't there a bunch of people who have been looking for this guy? Yeah, but let's okay. This is another thing that we're not including in the conversation, though. What is the intelligence of this creature? We don't know. So, what if, in order for it to be true, that if it assumes it's the I, in my head, this is what I would think. I think it assumes it's the apex predator, but it's if it were a real creature, it probably has some level of intellect that's greater than let's say a bear okay and like even think bears for instance they learn to avoid humans so let's just say this this primate this big for it let's say it's you know like say we have like gorillas and monkeys here and let's say we have bigfoot here and then humans here the humans are smarter so you're saying bigfoot is smarter than gorillas and yeah apes, for so example. let's just say like maybe it understands it's like we need to stay in our little hidden area as much as we can, and maybe she, maybe she was just out fishing and fucked up, and was like surprised, like oh fuck humans! I know I shouldn't show myself to humans. It's bad. So you're saying? So I'm saying it's very nuanced and complicated. I'm saying it's hard to say if it thinks it's the apex yeah. predator that it would just be yeah, like we're tossing, on the trail we're tossing a ton of assumptions. Yeah, even yeah. taking that into account, let's take all those assumptions and say that's true, and then she shouldn't be there, and she sees humans, and she's like oh fuck. I'm just going to walk really slowly away and stare at them instead of running and hiding like we have been doing for millions of years. But also, no, I, we don't I, know I, the I, intelligence of the... Yeah, I think it understands. So, like, maybe it didn't know it was getting filmed either. Yeah, it probably... But like, if someone's running towards, like, I, I don't know. Well, I, especially I if the horse... I think, I think it understood it was a shit situation because even if you judge the facial expressions, like, we can later on when they do the enhancements yeah. and stuff, it looks pissed off and disgusted. It's like... Oh, fuck. Like it kind of has like an old fuck, what the hell, like an angry look. So like, mm -hmm. I just don't think it felt threatened. I think it was like, it probably was like, I shouldn't have been seen. It's like coming to my lair. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to come? You want to come <laughs> in? Seems, you want to fuck with me? I'm saying so if it weird. was, if it is real. It's like when you see like a kid stealing something and you catch them stealing, they're just like. Play it off if nothing's happened. Just walk really slowly away. That's what I think. Like, that just makes no sense. To me, that makes perfect sense. Because it's an intelligent... That's just, like, it's just... This, this is a huge assumption that it's real. But to me, if it was real, it would be not only... It would not only be an apex predator in the terrain, but it would also have the intelligence to understand that, you know, humans are dangerous. And we should avoid them. But then we're assuming it's not territorial whatsoever. I don't know. Which... Most listen, I don't know. Many, so are. many assumptions, yeah. I, I kind of agree with Envy as far as like it would have reacted. It did react though. Oh, I mean, like you, you think it would have attacked or, or ran, like just either one, like, it was plainly walking away. Yeah, because even in the footage when, when I read it, it said that uh, Patterson kept chasing it, he went after it, like even though it, like it kept walking, he said he lost it a couple turns where he couldn't find it anymore. Even past the woods, but it's like okay, so it's walking and you're running after it, and you lost that turn. Well, no, we don't know. But given it, it was it about sixty. What? What 60? if it ran? Well, in the yeah, five minute video, it looked the pretty calm. The one minute, twenty yards or whatever. One minute, whatever. 
Yeah. Um, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't okay, seem well, like it. It didn't seem like too phased. It didn't but, seem phased. Yeah. And so, to me, it doesn't seem weird. But someone sprinting, I think, would have caught it then, or would have gotten in better. No, but how do we know it wasn't running when it went to the the trail? How do we know it doesn't? No, happen? in his recount, he says that, that that it was walking away and that he he lost at at a turn. That that's in his recount, in Patterson's recount. Okay, but we can't throw off the table that it wasn't running, and if it was running, it has larger. Strides, strides. Yeah, so it could taller. get away fast. Oh well, yeah, because this thing's like fucking eight feet tall. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if, it start, if it starts running, it was like envy and fucking dodgeball back in the day. Fucking three like, strides he got to the ball. Like <laughs> 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 average height. <laughs> He's bigfoot. He's bigfoot. Okay, I, I was in the costume. <laughs> to me, it's not surprising that it walked away nonchalantly because it was just to me. It's the same thing as like another big. It's like oh, just picture an elephant or something, like just a big creature that knows it's the shit. It might be smart too. Like elephants are smart. They might know they are, yeah. to avoid humans. If they just saw like a human on a horse or something, they would just be like, "What the fuck is this guy doing here?" To me, it's just that's the reaction. It's just like I see this thing. I'm not threatened by it. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. And then like, and then maybe like maybe later when they start chasing after it, and it's like, okay, now they're chasing me. It's like. Starts fucking sprinting and it's just fast. Yeah, but maybe yeah. it has like maybe starts it has sprinting. I was thinking I should have worn a bra today. It's just fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I just think like the only thing is like animals that aren't threatened. There's more sightings, more footage of them. But there's more of them, and they're not quantum rhinos, albino rhinos. There's probably like less than a hundred worldwide. But they're not quantum. Oh, I don't fucking know. It's part of the game of mine. They're endangered and they don't give a shit. Is that a real thing? You make, well, yeah, there's albino any creature. That's a real thing. We used to. Albino moose. We used to, in high school, we called the guy the albino rhino. <laughs> I thought we just made it up. It's a real thing. It's amazing. Um. Yeah, my that's the thing. I it's not surprising to me. Man, how nice right. is it? Going way off topic here that we don't have to fucking every forty five minutes. Oh, let's yeah, log out of the Zoom meeting <laughs> and send yeah. another thing in the Facebook group. It's really nice. It's amazing. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. It's all good. All right. Yeah. Moving yeah, on, I'm, I guess. Are there any more pros? Well, we're not talking about pros. We're talking about cons. We're still on cons. No, we're still on skeptics. Um. So I thought we were on pros. No, I thought we were on pros too. Hey, listen, we're not on pros. We got into a huge tangent on something I thought we'd all agree on, but we, we don't, which is interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's just based off the assumption. Right? You think everyone should agree with you. <laughs> like, you're also, like, with what we were arguing there, it's like, you're assuming it's intelligent. Like, there's just so many variables. There's some level of intelligence, I'm, I'm sure, if it's real. Yeah, well, but is there? Yeah, it's yeah. not going to be a bunny. It's not going to have, like, the... Well, well no, it's going to have some sort of fucking... I agree. It's some a primate. Sort of, yeah, it's going to be a primate of some sort, but... How smart is it? I don't know. We don't know. Probably, I would, you know, we, we don't know, but we can assume. Do they use tools? We can assume. Apes use tools. There's some, hey, actually, we'll get into this later. I have some fun facts. Uh, there's evidence that it actually was carrying a tool. It's very, very hidden. Why? We only see it in deep analysis. We'll talk about it oh, later. Shit. Yeah, we'll talk about it later, but okay. Let's go back on these cons. This guy, John Napier, he's a primate expert. He says the length of the footprints that were shown. They're at total variance with its calculated height. So he's like, the footprints don't really match its height. 
okay, fair enough. Good point. I don't know. I never did the research. That's what he says, and he's an expert, so we'll take it at face value. This other guy, Esteban Sarmiento, he's a physical anthropologist. Esteban. Yeah. Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> Classic. So he says he found some inconsistencies in the appearance and behavior that might suggest a fake. Um, I don't really, like he says the, the planter surface of the feet is decidedly pale, but the palms of the hands seem to be dark. And I guess, you know, usually mammals, that's consistent. So like if there's discoloration right. on the the bottom of the foot, the palms should have that as well. Right. Should okay. Match. Okay. And he's saying, if you look at the video, Patty has like a gray bottom foot, but it looks like the hands are more black. So it's like, that's kind of inconsistent. So they're like, well, that's odd because you don't usually see that in mammals. So that's kind right. of being like, well, it might, it might be a fake thing because if it was real, it should be consistent. Mm -hmm. So that's what this guy says. He's an anthropologist, so he has some merit. He should probably know what he's talking about. Yeah. With the film, too, that they used. Um, Wait, we're still on con, then. Yeah. Yeah, so with the con, the film that they used, to, to get that film, film developed, they would have to take it to a laboratory. Which oh, my God, I had that $60,000 yeah. worth of equipment. I totally forgot to bring that up. And they said that they developed the video over the weekend. Yeah. And Patterson's brother does not remember where he took it, but no, none of the facilities that, were yeah, open. None of the facilities that could have developed it were open to be able to develop it. Yeah, I that's that that's against it. But I mean again, you could easily argue like maybe the guy called the person and he's like, We need this developed, I'll give you an extra But like that person would have come forward too, would he not? If, if they would, I don't know. Maybe they. Or she developed it. Listen, I didn't. I only. You can only do so much research. Gender neutral. It's the '60s. It was probably a E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to. I don't know. It's hard to say what would have happened, or what exactly happened. Yeah, anyway, there's this guy. These guys, David Daigling and Daniel Schmidt. They're also also anthropologists. And they say the speed, the stride, and the posture are all reproducible, um, which will be interesting. So when we get into the pros, that there's apparently like no one can reproduce this gait of this animal accurately and consistently. So I don't know where, why they said that or where they got that. But from. didn't uh, Heronius do this? In my looking at Bob Hieronymus walking, yeah, he does look like he walks like it. But like, if you were to do like an analysis of it, like frame by frame, is it? similar enough it's identical right it's hard to say like it did look similar to me like it looked like he was walking exactly like it and i was like okay could could have been him so but he, he also had yeah okay yeah this is another interesting one this guy uh cliff crook and chris murphy 1999 they were actually supporters of bigfoot and apparently when they they were doing some analysis of the film they saw what could look to appear to be the suit's zipper fastener but there's many claims that dispute this, but I just wanted to throw that in the con. It looks like they were saying they might have seen it. As a and these guys were supporters. They were supporters. Okay. So, I mean, that's like what I have for the cons. Like, obviously, there's people there's people discrediting uh, Patterson. They're like, he's not really an integrity, like a man of integrity. Like, he's 
he owes all these people money and shit, and like even fucked over Gimlin, who was like his friend and shit. And so they're discrediting yeah. him personally. And then there's people being like, this is why, uh, you know, from a physical anthropology standpoint, why this is kind of inconsistent. Here's some reasons. And then there's some people that are like, it might, we might have some evidence that it's a suit. And then there's Bob Hieronymus, who's like, it was me. But yeah, let's just say Bob Hieronymus, I have to also mention, there's like, I didn't, I don't have their names because I didn't research enough. There's like five or six other people that said it was them. So let's just throw that out there. Too. Oh, okay. Okay. Like it wasn't Good just enough. Bob. What makes Bob important though is that he was a part of that pseudo. Yeah, yeah, access to. Right. So that's what not only location. That's why he's the most credible of the people that came forward. All right, let's go into the authenticity and like why this why this is real and why it still to this day is not fully discredited. Do you have stuff you want to start with or I can start? Four crows? Uh-huh. So for pros, like you, we were mentioning that in recounting stuff, people can never accurately recount something unless it's that it is actually fake, and they keep repeating word for word what they did. And in this case, they had differing stories. So as that was a con, it's also a pro, kind of goes to show that it might have been more authentic. Uh, <laughs> what is that backwards ass logic? What did you say? So so because people. Have inconsistent stories, and the fact yeah, that their so, story was inconsistent that it um, means that it was consistent. During espionage days, during espionage days, if a person had a story and they stuck to word for word and they kept saying it over and over, it was usually a, a telltale sign that they were lying. Because then they would be tortured and all out to sleep or anything, and still word for word they would say exactly what happened. So then it was it was determined that if someone were, were to actually skew off their path and say something a little different. Like where they couldn't remember it, but they're just like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe that was it. Maybe it wasn't." I think I think he was standing over here. It actually ended up showing the person was truthful then, and telling, and trying to say what they were saying. So that's what I'm saying. Like, in terms of the skeptics, they're saying, "Oh, their story did not corroborate. It's not real." In terms of people who deal with liars and uncovering truth, the fact that their story did not 100% match up is actually a pro. To, but there's uh, I can't I don't agree. That's just the first one. I don't agree. Okay, you don't have to. It's a pro. <laughs> it's a, to me, that's barely a pro because there's so many like, hey, I like watching uh, interrogation films, mm-hmm. and when people like have an inconsistent story, it's like so obvious that they were the fucking murderer. Like, and yeah. even the guy that's the expert in uh, the analysis, he's like, look what they're saying here. Like, they're all over the place. And it's like a professional interrogator can like just by asking certain questions and like, you know, kind of leading the person on and stuff, they can fucking nail it. So what I'm saying, it's hard to say because the story was inconsistent that it's a pro. It's a shitty pro, but... To me, it's a shit, yeah, to me, it's a stretch to say It's a shitty pro, but we'll include it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Right. In terms of the video, the video has yet to this day never been discredited saying it was a fake that it was enhanced or something like that. No. So to this yeah. day, it's still an authentic, authentic video, which is insane. They had a person who was a former expert in primates and their physical stature. Now him, along with other researchers and his class, ended up looking at the video and 
without telling his class what it was, he asked the class to identify all the muscles or all the distinguishing features that could be seen from the video in order to determine if, if or not like this thing was real. So looking at it, they were able to identify the back muscles, triceps, biceps, calf muscles, quads. Who was the study? This is news to me. Um, I didn't find that. that That's I, actually pretty important. I have a video on it. But it was, so it was like a, was it a professor? Yeah. Was his name, uh, was it something Grover, I want to say? Grover? <clears throat> I don't remember his name, but he there's this one guy that's very, uh, He's like a professor of anthropology at like a very yeah, good yeah, yeah, university. Yeah, that's the guy. He's like one of the main. Ah, I don't fucking have his name, but I I saw his name everywhere. I don't remember, but do you think it was him? Like he's like yes. an old guy. Well, it, it was him, yeah. Okay, it must have been him then. Yeah, I. Okay, we'll continue then. I'll I'll find it. Yeah. So basically, he had this class look at him. I didn't find several muscles, several different statues that. A normal primate would have. That's yeah, the fucking guy right here. You're talking about this guy, right? Oh, not that guy. That guy. Uh, oh. is that is that who's that guy? Is that Jeff Meldrum? He's another big name, but it's not yeah. the guy I was thinking. That's Jeff Meldrum, right there. That's Jeff Meldrum, and he's the one who sent the uh, footage to the professor. Now, the professor, in question. I don't know who is. This is the video I saw it on. Okay, yeah, those those guys are hardcore into this. They're uh, um, they have some good shit though. It looks like the Planet of the Apes. So, oh no, that 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 part is the, actually the comparison of it. But yeah, so they ended up doing. So they identify thing. muscle tone basically. Muscle tone, back tone, and certain like spinal things that would only appear, for example. Like you wouldn't be able to see that through a suit. Exactly. Yeah. In a suit, it would not show these right. things, or not at least not in that day and age. Now they have that. Obviously, you're paying a lot more money, yeah, and it's, it's all more detailed. Yeah. yeah. So nowadays, you can definitely get something like that, but back then you could not. Well, that's what I was saying. Like for a four hundred thirty-five dollars suit, there's no way yeah. you have those types of features. Yeah, and then uh, with the walking motion as well, as you were saying, like it points down, but again with that bend, a human does not have that bend. The mid tarsal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas, like, if we were to try that, we'd be walking our tippy toes and, like, sprinting on our tippy toes or walking, something yeah. like that. I guess that, that goes into the prints, though. That's more of the prints than it is the footage. I mean, if you look at the Bigfoot prints, what you see, you see a heel mark and then a space. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And then you see the toes. And basically, I guess there's other primates that have this feature. Yep. So th these guys, I don't remember exactly who it is. I, I want to say the Jeff Meldrum guy. Uh, probably they're saying like a human, like a, if it was a fake thing, maybe you could fake that. I don't know. But what they're saying is, if it is real, it likely has this in its foot, like it bends in the yeah, middle so, of the foot because it goes heel and then it bends, so there's nothing, and then the, the toes go. Even some humans, oh, so it makes the footprint like more like, 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 have like a here. It's like a more like a U. Yeah. In the in the foot. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So it's like this thing here. Like some humans have this, but it's a lot more shown. So some people have flat feet. So when they step down, you can see the entire thing. But for example, me when I step down, you can see like a quarter of it. And there's people like that. All this right here, other than like one tiny part. Yeah. Will not show. I guess for the listeners, because they can't see what we're doing, just picture the middle, the footprint of a Bigfoot, 
the middle of the foot is missing because there's that mid tarsal. So they just have like a mid, huge. What is it? It's called mid tarsal. They have like a huge break? arch in their foot type of thing. I think it's I called think, tarsal yeah, break. Mid tarsal break, but maybe we'll get into that in another episode. But yeah, I agree. I agree. I saw some stuff like that. But we should also caveat that the guys that are saying that are like hardcore Bigfoot enthusiasts. Although they are professors, they are. They're hardcore. They're loving it. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but. In so, terms of them identifying those muscle groups and do, stuff? Uh, weird question. Do, like, uh, gorillas or chimpan- like monkeys have that in their feet? There's some primates. That not primates. Really. I don't know. Other ones do, but gorillas not. I was wondering if, like, maybe a uh, little patty there could climb. But, so, like climbing another thing. I don't, I don't know. Another thing that they were saying is the fact that it's walking on two feet, most primates don't do that. Like, they can do it for a little bit, but not for too long. But then, it's the there's recent feet. videos, actually within 2020, of gorillas imitating humans, and they just walk on their feet all day long now on two feet. Okay. And there's videos of this on, on YouTube, and it's like, yeah, just from watching their zookeepers, they just learn to walk on two feet, and that's all they do now. Well, in my, in my opinion, if let's just say the Bigfoot is real, I don't think it would be doing it because I'm not saying you're saying this, but I don't think it would be doing it out of imitation. I think it would just be a bipedal. No, I'm not saying out of imitation. I'm saying it'd be a what? Like bipedal. Like Those people bad. associating with it too. Like we're bipedal. Like yeah. Walk, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying it Those people who associate that and say, oh, that's fake because primates can't do that. They don't do that for an extended period of time. They actually do. They can do it for an extended period of time. Yeah. Well, we're primates and we do it all the time. But so, we're right. much further evolved. Well, technically everything that evolved as it is, we're all at the same point. I mean, it just, it, yeah, that's, I don't know. I'm just saying, uh, okay, so, so, so what's, what's the conclusion of your pro? This guy's saying that you can see the muscle tone, you can see features that... Muscle and feature, not features that would not be present in a costume at that day and age. Right, and then we also said just the footprints. Yeah. Uh, seem to be more authentic because of that uh, mid-tarsal break. Yes. Okay, so I have I have one that's interesting because we're talking about the gait, and the gait is super important because, like we said, it's walking weird. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, ha- I didn't do a lot into this, but I have this person, these people, Jessica Rose and James Gamble. They're authors of The Definitive Text on Human Gait, human walking. So they're specialists literally in motion and gait at Stanford University. Okay. So that's what they do. They they're at a huge university. That's an that's a really weird study, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. That's very like particular. It's super niche. Yeah. But that's what they do. So they did a high tech human replication attempt at Patty's gate in corroboration with that guy, that Jeff Meldrum guy. And there was ambiguous conclusions of the data. So Rose, she believed that yes, they replicated the gate in the footage or of Bigfoot perfectly, but the gamble guy, he wasn't so sure. So to conclude it, basically there's some aspects that were replicated, but not all of them. So they could do it a little bit, but not all the way. So what that means is like even experts couldn't replicate all the parameters of the creature's gate. So it kind of makes it more authentic because it's like if you couldn't replicate it, you couldn't imitate it. Right. What does that mean? Right. And honestly, like I said though, like when I fucking watch Bob though, I think they should have had Bob do the walk because Bob walks fucking close. Bob to had it. He had it. Bob walks the walk. And he said he was in the suit. 
he talks a talk. Yeah. So and he <laughs> the expression it. fits. So I don't know. So I don't really know. Like maybe that's a criticism of the study. Maybe they should have had like people who are better. Like I don't know. I would just assume like uh, like maybe a dancer can manipulate their body better than a regular person. So get, Another like, pro. People is... like that to do it. There's some sort of like actor. Yeah, exactly. Like sort of like, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Another pro is they had Philip Morris attempt to reproduce or remake the suit, and he couldn't. Who's Philip Morris? So like uh, Philip Morris is the guy who created the suit that Braun says he wore. Okay. So you know how, how we were saying oh, that. Oh, Philip Morris. Yeah. yeah Philip like, Morris. He's the guy who made the suit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they people who want to discredit this went went up to him and actually asked him to reproduce the suit. And sure. Philip Morris was unable to reproduce a suit to that likeness of the video. It just ended up looking. I'll take a swing of that. Yeah, that's actually interesting because right, he's the one who allegedly oh, yeah. sold it. He couldn't do it. Okay, so if you guys remember in the cons, I brought up this guy's name Esteban. Yeah, we're um, just doing straight up shots now. If you guys remember in the cons, I mentioned Esteban uh, Sarmino or Sarmento. <laughs> He was a guy discrediting Bigfoot. He was one of the physical anthropologists. Emilio! Yeah, he was, I heard, yeah, this is the only thing I could associate with it at the time. But he worked with this guy, Jurgen Konzak, and both of them are scientists, and they also failed to replicate Bigfoot's gait, and they used mimes outfitted with LEDs on their joints, and they analyzed, like, their gait pattern, and they couldn't get the same pattern. Mimes, so, like, the guys who do the, the thing? I think they just mean, like, an imitator. Okay. Okay. I don't think they actually had like a like guy the actual mimes, like fluent yeah. like Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, there's two independent sets of researchers that didn't replicate the gate, mm-hmm. which is interesting to me because yeah. what does that mean? I don't know. And then the other pro is Planet of the Apes that came out in 1968, which is a year after this footage. The talk. So this is a big budget film. They paid thousands upon thousands of dollars to create these suits and the suits look really shitty so in one scene they end up going the apes are in this like sauna type thing and you can see them walking and comparing that suit to the one in the patterson gimlin film it looks nothing like it it looks like a cheap copy yeah so i mean that's that's another big bonus and that movie mind you the makeup for that, like, so the suits, they won an Oscar for how advanced designs they were. Yeah. They had never performed or seen it like it. So, I mean, essentially, like, let's just to close the suit argument, it needed to be an expensive, like, custom-made, super detailed, like, tailor-fitted suit to have the properties that you see in the film. And like I was saying, that four hundred thirty-five dollars suit from Morris doesn't cover it. Yeah, I don't think it would cover it. So that's really interesting. But it's not. It's possible they could have done it. It's still possible. I mean, also like it was filmed really slow. I know there's a video on YouTube that breaks it down. Yeah, in really slow motion. In really slow motion, but like the quality of the film is not great, right? So I saw the video of them. Of it uh, in the forest too, when it finally they lose it, and in that video you're right, it does look more impressive. But in that video, it, to me, it seems a little more raunchy. Like it just seems a little more like fake, kind of. Okay. Just the way it was filmed. It, the, okay. The camera shape is a lot 
more than when you initially got off the horse. So I just want to, I have a, let's just go through a couple more things. This guy, Darius Swindler and Owen Caddy, I don't know anything about them. I just saw their names. They did digital enhancement and they saw facial movements. So allegedly they could see eyelid movement and lip compression. It seemed like it was an upset facial expression and that the lower mouth, or the, the mouth was lower than expected. And I guess that kind of, you would see that with a chimp, like a chimp, their mouth appears to be lower than you would expect. So they're like, oh, you know, that kind of proves it's more authentic. So that's just like one data point. I don't really know how good their analysis was and what they did, but that's just yeah. something I found. Um, one that I thought was somewhat interesting is the arm length. So if you, if you, strength. If just you, reading your notes there, <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So the length of the arms in the film have been estimated to be about 14 inches longer than even Bob Hieronymus's arms. So what that means, he would, if there was someone in the suit, they would need some kind of extension on their arms. So have you Which seen, is doable. It's doable. Yeah. Have you seen in films where, uh, like, say there's a werewolf in the film? Like, uh, what are those films, Underworld? You know, they have, like, werewolves and shit, or, like... Okay. You guys don't get weird. Uh, just no, make sure you have someone that needs to be a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. They have, like, yeah, like stilts yeah. they so, put on their right, arms, and they, they put the LEDs on them, so they get the movement. And then, like, using, yeah, you know, like, CGI. Yeah, they did that. Yeah. It was just little stilts they had. Yeah, so but, you could do it in theory. Like there are still things. Yeah, I mean, have. if you compare the picture of the actual Patterson Gimlin film, the arms are just above the kneecaps. Like that's how long they are. Whereas the picture of um, Ronimus walking, they're just his arms around the waist, a little just above the waist. Yeah, I don't know. I saw some analysis. That I want to. I did a guy. I think I know. Maybe we've watched the same thing about that, but I, I don't know. What's more interesting to me, okay, here's the thing. Looking at the footage, there's no, like, there's ways to estimate height, but any method you use to estimate height is going to have its own bias. So there's going to be variance in the estimations. Like we said, people have said it's 6'6 six, six, all the way to 7'6 feet high. Yeah, right. So what I'm saying is it's you can't for certain say the height. And if you can't for certain say the height, yep. you can't for certain say the length of the arms. Yes. So what you can do, though, there is an analysis that you don't even need to know the height at all to be accurate. And this is called the intermembral index. And this is actually used by anthropologists to, uh, it's like a ratio they use to uh, associate with different species. So basically what it is, it's, it's a limb measurement ratio. And it's comparing like the, the arms, it's basically comparing the arms to the legs and it's a ratio. To put it, it's pretty simple, but there's a like a, a formula you can do for it. So humans, we have a ratio that's associated with the we have an intermembral index ratio, and this guy <coughs> that I was watching, he did the same analysis for Patty in the film. Okay. So you don't even need to know the measurements at this point. You can just use pixels. So say like the arm. Like from here to here is a hundred from the shoulder to the elbow is a hundred pixels. Right, elbow. And then from the elbow to the, the you don't measure the, the hands, you only measure up to the wrist. Say that's like, I don't know, eighty-five pixels. Then you have some kind of fake length you can use. And then you can also measure patty from the foot to they, the head. They scale it somehow. And then you just scale it. Okay. So they're like they did that for patty, and then we know what it is for humans. 
And here's what's weird. For humans, the intramembral index, so that's the limb length relative to the leg length, okay. is 62.5. For Patty, depending on the frame you do the measurement, because it'll be different on like just random motion and error, even error in measurement. When this guy did the analysis for this, it was 75 to 85. So it's completely different. Completely different. Hmm. So basically what he's saying is when he did the this intramembral index, which is a real tool that anthropologists use to characterize species, yeah. Patty's was totally different than humans. So that would argue against it being a human in a suit. Because right. it's different. But then you could always just say, well, maybe there was like limb extension attachments in the suit. And maybe that's why it's different. Right. So it's hard. It's, it's, it's evidence, but it's hard. It's not perfect. But to me, that was pretty interesting. Makes you think, I guess, for sure. It does make you think. Um, we already stated this, but, you know, we said Bob Hieronymus passed the polygraph. So did Patterson. So take that. Kind of a wash, yeah. Do whatever you want with that information. The other thing, these guys, Bill Munns. So some people... Uh, NBA talked about this a little bit. The authenticity of the film itself. Like, is this a copied film? Is it edited in some way? Like, is it authentic? The answer to that is yes. These guys, again, Jeff Meldrum, maybe he's a little bit biased, who knows? This other guy, Bill Munns, maybe he's a little bit biased, who knows? The original film, uh, when they did an analysis of it, it doesn't appear to be fake. So it's not like someone edited it and like made it look a different way or something. It's the film itself is real, like the actual physical film. Whether or not they were filming a fake person, we don't know. Or a person in a suit, we don't know. But the film itself is real. So that kind of, the film is authentic at least. It's not edited. It's, it's a yeah. real thing. So that's some that... You know, it makes it makes the whole story a little bit more. Well, I think that was mentioned earlier. Like that's something that gives it so much um, credit, right? Like you were saying, envy. You were saying earlier that's why people believe in it so mm -hmm. much. Yeah. All right. So I came across this guy on YouTube. He apparently he was trying to do an analysis between Bob Hieronymus himself and Bob Hieronymus in a monkey suit and compare that to Patty. And I think maybe that was what you were talking about with the the length Muscle and the knee, no, with the knees. Oh, with the arm length. So yeah. his analysis, his shitty, it was, it was honestly, it was a pretty dog shit analysis, but he concluded that Bob Hieronymus does not match Bigfoot. He like, he just took like a line and he would put it on Bigfoot and then like take that line over on like a scale matched image of Bob Hieronymus and a scale matched image of Bob Hieronymus in the the suit he did for that interview. Yeah. And he's like, they're different. And I was like, okay. I guess they are, but like that's not the best. And he like did it for all yeah, the just, they're, just, like, they're different. He's like, the shoulder's different, the elbow's different, and the knees are different. And they were different, but like the fact that he just like scaled things in Photoshop, I'm like, that's not the best analysis you probably could have done. But it is a pro. It's a shit pro, just like the first one you brought up. It is a pro. <laughs> But it can be easily uh, argued against. Okay, this is my favorite one. I don't know if you guys came across this guy, M.K. Davis. I not. Oh my God. Okay, this is by far the best one. 
So this guy, he he enhances oh. videos. Oh yeah, I've seen this one. And does a fuckload of analyses, uh, just different on everything. So like we were saying before, there was some. We already talked about this. The muscle movement. This guy shows it, no problem. He does all these enhancements, and he's like, you can see the shoulder movement. You yeah. can see, you can see it yourself. He'll enhance yeah. stuff, and then you watch it, and he'll oscillate the film. So like, he'll take like a little part where the, it like it goes. Like think about boomerang. He'll like boomerang it. Okay. And so then you can like see it over and over again. He's like, look, and it's just like so clear as day. There's muscle movement. He'll do it with like quads too. Okay. And like, interesting. This one was crazy to me. Remember we were saying some uh, skeptics were like, oh, there's no butt cleft. Yeah, there is a butt cleft in that one. There is yeah. a butt cleft. This guy shows it. He has an enhancement. He's like, look, it's right there. So he shows he's, there is a cleft. So it must be a really good suit if it's a suit. Could be a suit. Could be a suit. But there's a butt cleft. Remember what I was saying? Uh, how skeptics were like, the hair is very uniform. Mm-hmm. So that would make it more likely that it's a suit because animals don't really have like perfectly uniform hair. This guy shows against that. He does this analysis where he can, honestly, it's not super hardcore analysis, but he has a contrast. And you can distinguish the skin from the hair by doing this different, doing this contrast enhancement. And you can see like different, it looks more patchy. So it's not okay. uniform. Still could Great. be a suit. You can make a suit not uniform. Could just be a nice suit. Not for four hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what he showed, and it's pretty cool. Oh, three thousand dollars back then. Right, three Gs. The other thing, some people say there's like, oh, there's no ears. He finds the ears. He goes to the frames that are in the most high resolution, does some enhancements. He's like, oh, look, there's ears. Hmm. Some people say the eyes. It's like, oh, it doesn't really look like the eyes are that distinguishable. Same thing. He distinguishes the eyes of the like, clear. Figures it all out. So I really liked his films because they were kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I was, you can see a mouth too. So you can see oh yeah, and stuff. even teeth. Teeth? You can see he teeth. showed this guy, M.K. Davis. It's honestly, in my opinion, it's a little bit ambiguous. I can see how you could think it's teeth, but it's not perfect. Because right, like this film, it's not like it's from the 67. He's running it on perfect footage. You're, uh, yeah, he's working with what he got. He's, yeah. he's doing the best he can. So this other one, Oh my god, okay, this one was crazy to me. Okay, so this guy, Byrne and Hodge, Hodgson, 1972, they do an alignment where they take, he, like you were saying, there's that dead tree in the footage. Yep. So they have a guy walk the path that Patty would, and they photograph him, okay? So they have okay. him at different distances. They then, they then take those photos, and then at the same frame that Patty is at, and the same frame the guy was at walking, they used the dead tree to calibrate the, the pictures. So they overlay them on top of each other and make the trees the same size so they know they're perfectly positioned. And then they know the guy's height. So this guy, I think, what do I have here? He was, oh fuck, I don't have his height. The guy was like, let's just say he was six foot feet high. So they know the guy's six feet high. They know the image is scaled correctly because they aligned it to the dead tree. Yeah. And they have Patty at the same location as the guy. So then you can see how high, how tall Patty is compared to the guy. And you can do a, you can, if he's six feet high and she's bigger than him, then you know, you can get a height. Right. So based on that, they say seven foot three. Oh. And I like that because that's a pretty good analysis. 
Yeah, that, that's uh, pretty good. They, it's a little more. It's uh, the word I'm looking for. Um, just nice though. Yeah, yeah it's like, like it's a little more like yeah, this is how tall it is. So, having said that though, some people still say six five six six. Even that MK Davis guy that I I liked his enhancement. His analysis says six five six six. MK Davis is also just a quick mention is an avid Sasquatch hunter. Yes. So biased. So he's, he's there is bias. He's there. Yeah. But he shows his work. He does. He shows his work, which is nice. But he could also end up enhancing that work and then show us the after images too. Perhaps. So yeah, yeah no, that's, that's a fair point. point. That's a fair point. Fair point. Okay. Other thing. So based on this same thing, these guys they say the the ape is seven foot three. If they do the same measurement of the chest, Patty's chest is 83 inches wide. Okay? Oh, so how fuck? That's big. So, okay, let me just put this in perspective for those of you who don't know. The world record for the largest chest is 58 inches. For right. Human. So, yeah. So it's just massive. That's big big titties. You know Ronnie Coleman? Two bitties. Ain't nothing but a peanut! Huh. 58 inch chest. He has a 58 inch chest. The, the creature in the image has an 83 inch chest. What about like a really fat chick? With like giant titties? What? How big is that in circumference? Do you measure the. The world record is 58 inches. It was fat. Were they measuring like muscular people or were measuring fat? I don't know. Because I've seen some like. YouTube is like two tongue fat chicks. They're yeah, so huge. You're proposing that there was a fat chick in a suit walking through that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, well, I don't know what you're saying. What are you saying? In terms of measurement, it like like the largest human didn't measure any fat chicks. If you were um, measuring are you, I don't know if you're pushing back on this or what you No, <laughs> but if you're measuring awesome. females, would you count tits? Well she's a female, so yes, that's part of the chest. I don't know where the chest measurement happens. Maybe it's more up here. Yeah, I don't know. Like chest is, is tits. I don't know. No, because isn't like feet. Listen, okay. Like females have bra size and they have like they'll be like a you know like a thirty two double D double D or whatever, right? And that's like their cup size is different. Cup size, yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think you. Point. I don't think you include. I think that's I think you're right. Size. Yeah. That's a compass. But what we can definitively Yeah, but when you measure listen. the chest, you measure the tits too. Listen, what no. we can no, I don't think you so. You know, when women no. get their bra size measured, they know. measure around underneath. If anybody's listening, let us fucking know. Yeah, well we don't do through this. I'm just going off what my girlfriend tells me. Here's the thing though. We can definitely conclude that it wasn't Mr. Olympia <laughs> in the fucking suit. Okay, and he has the biggest chest, and the chest was bigger, so that's interesting. So okay. whether or not there was some kind of now I'm gonna push worn. back and say we're assuming that the suit molds the person's body. They could have padding in the suit. I just said that. that pushes it out. Did you? Yeah, I literally just said that. You said Mr. Olympia wasn't wearing the suit. I said assuming there's no padding. Yeah, that's fine. That's a, I mean that's a fair point. It could be, but then if you're wearing padding and stuff. Like where does the muscle contractions play in? Wouldn't wouldn't you not see those? Like it's hard to I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to argue 
either way. Yeah, for that for that like time period, absolutely, it's impossible to argue. Nowadays, you could easily do that. Just add more leather in there, and you get muscle-like contraction. It's an option. Yeah, sure. Sure, I mean, it's possible. I I don't know enough about any of this. So one of my biggest things for pros is just simply, I don't know, maybe we said this a little bit, but why the, if it's a suit, why the fuck does it have tits? Who the fuck's buying a tit suit of a monkey? Well, maybe they're just uh, the feminists. Why does it have tits? Why the apes have tits? No, they didn't. They did. What? Why does a suit have tits? To distinguish between male and female. These are the getting the feminist said, movement going. You said Planet of the Apes was after this. Yeah, hereafter. I guess I mean there could have been suits around the same time. Why does the suit have tits? To distinguish between male and female. Why would someone have you for Planet of the Apes? But why does this suit have tits? Because it's a female. <laughs> if it is a suit. It's because maybe they wanted a female suit instead of a male suit. Really? Maybe he's an activist for female women, equal work women, female, you know what I'm going about. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, MK Davis goes in on this. He shows that there's contrast between the hair and the skin of the mammary anatomy. So okay. based on his contrast analysis, and I looked at it, you can see nipples pretty clearly when he does his photoshopping shit. That's interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, so if it's a female, I mean, basically that means it reproduces. And if it reproduces, that means there must be others. So I think that's an interesting implication. Interesting, yeah. Of the figure being uh, a female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. There have been more male sightings than female sightings around the world. More male than female? Yeah. So, I don't know, but that's just another pro I was thinking of. Like, why the fuck would you do Assuming that? Assuming that I mean, males, in this case, The thing is, you could, you could easily push back on that and just say, well, Patterson was well, not, he was very knowledgeable about Bigfoot, right? Like, he, he wrote a book on it before this. Mm -hmm. So he might be so knowledgeable that he's like, hey, if I'm going to fake it, the best way to do it would be get a female because then people would be asking, why the fuck is there tits? Take old bitties. Yeah. So it's possible it's still a suit, but I'm just still saying it. The other thing, long time, people didn't know. They were like, oh, there's no such thing as a species. There's no such thing as a, a Bigfoot species in the fossil record. Nope. They found a creature called Gigantopithecus. These are real fossils that have been found. They're giant ape-like creatures that existed within 100,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. So what that means is, if within 100,000 years ago, there was creatures like this roaming around. Yeah. So when you see like cave paintings and stuff of creatures like this, and people use that as their goal, Bigfoot's real, like people drew pictures of it, they literally could have been seeing things like this. Whether it's extinct now, I'm assuming it is, but that's what a, a Bigfoot supporter would say. Crocodiles are alive, and they're sense of they were alive back then too. They're just a lot bigger. Yeah. They were alive during dinosaurs and shit. Dinosaurs, yeah. 
So, I mean, that's just interesting because that means that there was a creature that existed. Jellyfish, they haven't changed. They're still alive. And they were here millions of years ago. What does that have to do? I'm just saying, like, things can survive for a long time. Oh, you're saying, you're saying so it could have survived. Yeah. If, in, in terms of reproducing, yes. Probably just would have gone smaller and smaller, but... Yeah, so we don't know. But I thought that was an interesting pro. There actually was a species that resembles the description, or this footage at least. Alright. I guess uh, we're going to go around and determine whether or not we believe this footage of Patterson Gimlin of the Bigfoot. Oh, I wanted to just reveal one more thing because I said I was going oh, to. Okay. Remember you were saying the tools? Yeah. So M.K. Davis does this analysis, and it's almost, you'll never see it in the footage. He made this 4K enhancement of it, and basically after frame 352, so after the Bigfoot looks back at the camera, it passes a tree. And as it passes the tree, its hand goes backwards, and there's a large object in its hand. Hmm. We don't know what it is. But he did some digging around in some of the other frames, and he noticed what looked possibly like a, a strap around his neck. So this thing might be a little more advanced. This thing think. might have been carrying a little pouch on this side. You wouldn't see it in the camera. What if it's a pistol? What if it's a pistol? It's just like a te- he's like Texan. <laughs> there you go. That's why it wasn't running away because it also had a firearm. I have my rights. <laughs> my second amendment it also yeah see there you go could have been that but i thought that was interesting because i never heard of that and when you look at the, the his analysis of it you see something i don't know what it is but it looks like maybe it was carrying something so interesting that's a fun fact mm-hmm. all right let's uh oh also i should say the original film is missing that's also interesting uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's this here. Okay, let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get let's wrap it up. Let's go around. What is our question? I guess our question is, uh, it, what do you you think the Bigfoot film is real or fake? Are you seeing a real a real hominid species in that, or is it just a dude in the? No, film? I think we should just dissect this particular one. Do we think the so, like, based off this... Gimlin-Patterson footage, do we, do we believe, think that it's an actual... Do we believe Bigfoot exists? Bigfoot is just a costume. That's what I just said. Well, it's not like you're saying different. Fuck off. <laughs> what the fuck? Those Moscow mules are hitting them. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've a couple times. <laughs> Dragon, start us off. Thoughts? Um, I don't... I don't know. I want to believe it. I want to. I really do. But I'm just, I'm not buying it. Again, it would be lame. Um, well, tell, at least push back on it. What? How do you explain the muscle tone, the anatomy? The, I don't know. Like, I've only, you're just I've, looking for an argument now. You're, you're just I've looking seen, to just be from the video down. I've seen, it <laughs> just <laughs> looks like they dress someone up in a, in a, in a suit and he's just walking by and yeah they broke down all this stuff and they did all this fancy research but i don't know i just i'm not buying it <laughs> it's not a good argument but um need a body what's that need a body 
Yeah. To really believe it. That would be good. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to think something like this exists. It'd be fucking cool. But well, you think at some point in time it did? Yeah, I think it's possible. Why not? Bigfoot. Nothing. <laughs> Man, Bigfoot just walked him right into that. <laughs> um, no, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think based off this video that... You didn't even watch the video. <laughs> I watched it during the podcast. Okay, we'll keep going. I, I just don't... Based off this video, I don't think it's... Um, I don't think it's... Uh, Credible that you can. I don't think it, you can sit here and say, "Oh yeah, Bigfoot totally could just stop this fucking." No. So I don't think you can, but it's it, you can't even you can't. But I do like know. how excited Magnum was that he was going to really prove to us that Bigfoot exists. I didn't say that last week. I said that I would prove to you that there's evidence for Bigfoot's existence. Perhaps those are my exact words. Mm. That's exactly. Play what the tape back. I will play, play the tape, tape back. <laughs> it just looks like a dude walking. Looks back. Yeah, I, I think like if it, like like Envy we were saying earlier, I feel like there'd be a little bit more, you know, aggression or fear in this creature when he's walking. Just watching, like really watching the video right now, like he's just so non- he's scared? just so nonchalant. Well, one or the other. He's just Why? so nonchalant. Why he's walking? Would you be scared if you saw like a fucking ant passing by? Just like no. An ant? Why an ant? I don't know. I'm just this is the best I could come up with. Well, it'd have to be something your size or close to your this size. This is late. This is what foot taller no, than us. No, no, no. We can't even use that as an argument. It's all about the headset. If it if it thinks it's safe, it's thinks it's safe. It doesn't feel in danger. Yeah. Because well, I guess I'll go next off of that. I do not believe that that is Bigfoot either. I believe that all the enhancements MK Davis did, he had a huge bias towards it so they could have been further enhanced to show things that maybe aren't necessarily in the video so like that's something we can't turn we're just taking someone on their face value too what if you do the enhancements yourself then it might be more believable but then the original video missing too that's that's an issue as well so all of these could have been doctored after the fact or edited well, sure. it's 4K enhanced. <laughs> exactly. So it's showing, like... Yeah, but that's the whole point. You're supposed to enhance things. That, um... Look at it. Furthermore, I don't think that Gilman and Patterson were even that reputable in terms of this. Like, like you said, they were Patterson. shooting... Both of them. They, they were shooting a documentary before they had the footage. They had planned to have the footage before they had the footage. And magically the footage appeared. And then all evidence got washed away through a storm. No, they had the prints. But you can make prints nowadays too. You can go in the backyard right now, push something in with your foot. Yeah, you can and like, hold it Everything can be fixed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you need bodies, is what you're saying. If I had a body, yes. But at the same time, this was taken okay, in the 1960s. And you're telling me since then, we could not get one possible video that just shows this more clearly. Well, listen, not I, never single looked, one. I never looked into it at all, but apparently there are many videos. There are hundreds of sightings, but not a single video is clear that shows, hey, no, this is it. I don't know. 
Well, that's what I mean. Like, if I had a I clear HD video, like everyone has fucking cameras nowadays. You have a like two megapixel camera, camera, camera on your phone right now, and so like I still no one. Probably one megapixel. Then. <laughs> you have a camera on your phone. He does. I have a camera, but it's shit. Oh, okay. But it, compare <laughs> that camera to that camera, then there's it's a lot better. better. <laughs> no, there's no way. There's yeah, it's a, what? It's like a hundred thousand dollar camera. It's also here. forty years old or fifty years old. You can take a calculator nowadays, take it back and compare it to calculator then. Your calculator would be like a supercomputer. You can take a calculator right now, take it to that that day and age to their computer that filled up an entire fucking room. Yeah. And your calculator would be more powerful than a computer that filled up an entire room. What are we talking about? We're talking yeah, about they didn't have iPhones back then. So I'm saying your iPhone good. is more powerful probably. The camera they needed was the best that was available at the time. But your shit's better now than what they had. But then. they don't, this is 60K. First of all, what you're assuming is that Bigfoots are still alive. If they could survive a hundred, a hundred thousand years from when they were Gigantopithecus, they could survive a hundred thousand years. You, we don't know that. They can survive an additional 40, 50. But there have been recent sightings too within 2000 of Bigfoot. And none of those videos are those clear could either. Hoaxes. This could have been Alex too. This so could easily be Alex. I do not believe it. I do not believe it was real until I see a body or some sort of HD evidence. So yeah. So you need a body. Or HD evidence. Magnum, your thoughts? I think... Well... Okay. Mostly the biggest problem I have is that Patterson has so many conflicts of interest with the footage. He stands too much to gain from it. That's my biggest critique on why it's fake. So based on the analyses though that people have done, both skeptics and pro, neither of them can confirm or deny its authenticity, which is very interesting to me. The anatomy analyses, the the, even the footprint stuff, the contrast enhancements, stuff like that. It's very interesting that when you look into that, you can support it, but there's also ways to deny it. So what I'm saying is, based on the footage itself, if you just take the footage into consideration, you cannot say either way that it's fake. And you cannot say that's real. But when you bring real. into other determining factors. But when you bring in the context of he was doing a documentary, he had money he could make on it, he could, uh, well, obviously, he was fucking people over, like, taking money here and there. <laughs> that's the biggest problem to me. If he was a man of integrity, and, like, everybody was, yeah, you know, he never lies, blah, 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 this would have so much more credibility. But it comes yeah. down to him not being credible. That I have to say, I don't think, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's genuine, just for that reason, okay. mostly. But if you just like were to show some of the footage and you didn't know the story, it's interesting that it's so well done or authentic that you can't say either way. Yeah, it's believable with all the info. But like you said, he was an expert in the field, so. If anyone would have had an advantage in faking it, he probably would have had the greatest advantage in faking it. Yeah. And he could have just burned his suit after, so no one would know. 
for our listeners. It's up for, I guess it's up to you to decide. Well, hey, we're all, we're all three negative on it. Yeah, no, normally we like one on the, one on the other so. side of the fence, but. And you fucking bastard fighting us the entire yeah. time trying to make a pro. <laughs> <laughs> the entire time was like arguing for the pros. Like, no, but the, it, it is real. How do you explain it? You worked yeah, so hard like, on it's it. It's fake. It's fake. <laughs> I didn't say it was fake. I just said it was fake. You said all of us went negative. Yeah, we all are negative. <laughs> we all just negative. Magnum's closer to the fence, though. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'm not... That's the thing. I, in this case, I was kind of on the fence, which is not the best. But okay, whatever. This was a long time. So I guess in wrapping up, how about we talk about our sponsors? All right, let's. I'm defeated though by this. Why? Because I want to believe. Well, when they give us better evidence, we will believe. But yeah, I mean, kind of like like Evie's saying, like you're telling us in what 50, 60 years that 50 years that there's been nothing. Well, we never looked into it, so we don't know. Fair enough. Maybe we need to dive in another. If our listeners have better evidence or examples of other such events that occurred that we could take a look at or dissect or even look at on the podcast, talk about, let us know. We'll fucking check it out. (laughs) Also, send us your money. (laughs) More importantly. (laughs) My My gut says no. My gut says no, but my curiosity says yes. Well, my head it's kind of my feeling too. Shit. Like, it would be cool to give cool. us another fucking episode to talk about too. <laughs> yeah, and we will. We will. All right, let's shout out sponsors. Um, first and foremost, thank you to Sidestepping the Sun for making the intro and outro music to our podcast. Also, thank. I didn't bring the goddamn hot sauce. Fucking idiot. That was our care package, wasn't it? I, I was literally thinking yeah. that too. I was like, oh shit, he's gonna make us try the hot sauce. He's now. gonna make us like do a shot. Ah, <laughs> but you fit. I brought everything except the hot sauce. Fuck. Okay. Well, anyways, shout out to Ellen Kateko Hot Sauce for being a good hot sauce. Uh, zero calories, so throw it on stuff and don't feel guilty. Maintain your cut. What else do I have to say? Habanero base, so it's extra hot. So if you're not a bitch, just get the hot sauce. It's flavorful. It's super hot. Throw it on shit. Good stuff. Okay. Um, did I have anything else to say about sports? No, I don't. I don't have anybody else to show. For our socials, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Send us your money on Patreon. Send us a free coffee. Whatever floats your boat, fucking get out there and do it. I have to say, yeah, if you're looking for, uh, you can support us by, consider supporting us on Patreon, and if Patreon's too much of a, a big deal and investment, you can't figure it out, just buy us a coffee on buymeacoffee.com. That is another option. And if either of those options are uh, out the window, follow us, like we said, follow us on our, support us by following or reviewing us on social media or yeah. various listening platforms. We would really appreciate Feel free that. to comment if you want us to look at a specific yeah. topic, talk about whichever one has the most likes. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully by this time yeah. we'll uh, Always, yeah. check it out. We do give shout outs and in our post works, we end up talking about some of the comments that are mentioned by our viewers. So <laughs> that's of course we don't you know. have any. <laughs> <laughs> But please do follow us on our post herd as well. We're looking at, yeah. We kind of just shoot the shit and talk about daily lives, struggles, alcohol, whatever comes to mind. 
Yeah, recommend us some liquor so we can call yeah. If you don't have topic recommendations, at least recommend something. Cocktail. Beer. Cocktail we could try. Shot. We'll try beer. Cocktail. Um, in addition to... Okay, where, where were we? I'm all fucked up right now. No, no, we were just talking about something. The fuck were we just talking about? We were Reviews, just saying something. Then any comments us talking about topics? Post or join us in the post word. I already said that. Following this episode. <laughs> I didn't are you sure you said that? Yeah, yeah. I said join us in the post word. Yeah. Where we talk about nonchalant stuff, our everyday lives, our struggles, liquor. I literally just said that. <laughs> it's okay, it's been a long podcast. It has been. This has been a long episode. It's good though. Okay. Um, so uh with that. Slap the ass and ride the waiter. Nice moves. God, I fucking pissed so bad.